Hey, Kevin Miller. Hey, you know Matthews. the oldest lie in America? Well, all of them. Most of them, yes. It's that Zack Snyder can direct a fucking movie. Well, I don't know if anyone in America ever said that. Yeah, well, <laughs> here we are. A few are. people did. Sitting here, and we're in studio today on what should be a joyous occasion, mm-hmm. because we have the first female guest in the history of the crossover podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, my wife, Carly Pierce. Say hi, everybody. First female guest only took a my wife. 73 episodes, <laughs> yeah. and we finally have a thing. And you would have thought this would have been a joyous occasion, but it's not, because we are here to do our review of Batman Superman. All three of us went to go see it last night. We went to a midnight screening. Finished it like uh, 13 hours ago. <laughs> opening night, and holy hell. Well, 13 hours. I felt like we finished it three hours ago. Yeah, it was so say. fucking long. Good lord. I mean... I try not to go... We've gone seven to three episodes deep, and I think that I've proved that I try not to go hardcore nerd, you know, just like I try to be objective. I don't want to go and be like angry, butthurt fan of... Neckbeard. Of, yeah, neckbeard fan of whatever goes on, but for one brief podcast... The fucking shackles are off. I'm, I'm like, I am off limits. Like, 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 I am. This is an embargo. Off the leash. Yeah, the leash is off. Zack Snyder, I'm coming for you, you fucking rapist. That's and that's what I'm calling him from now on. He is a rapist. He is a raper of characters. Holy is what he shit. is. I'm going full on, and that is from now on for the rest of this podcast. He's not Zack Snyder. He is rapist Zack Snyder. Wow. And I'm coming for you, buddy. You uh, that's a bridge too far. Garbage asshole. You you I've been I've been dismerging Zack Snyder on this podcast since episode fucking 1. Uh and I am vindicated. Oh, <laughs> fuck me. Cuz like he took now he took down Superman. He took down Batman. Now and 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 now he's he's just he's out for blood. He wants everybody in the DC universe and I don't know. What do, you, what do you want me to say? I mean, other than the fact that, like, Warner Brothers has got to get their head out of their ass. And, and they need, like, Zack Snyder has got to be as far away from these movies as fucking possible. And it's 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 time for him to go. That's all I'm saying. This movie was a... We did not like this movie. No, it, it was a hot <laughs> pile of garbage. I'm embarrassed I took you to this movie. I'm embarrassed <laughs> I took my wife to this movie. I'm embarrassed I went to see this movie you myself. You were my family. <laughs> I, I'm, I just, hold, like, it's just a colossal fuck up. Like, believe the hype. Believe the hype. Like, right now the internet hype is that this movie is a glorious piece of shit. It is 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is roughly around The Room and Ben Affleck's Daredevil. His second, like, this is his second attempt at a, a franchise. It's not as bad as Daredevil. Like, oh, Daredevil no. is fucking awful, but... Because, I mean, there's at least a couple of action sequences in this that you can point your fingers to where, like, hey, that's a lot of fun. But this movie was, like, I don't know, six hours long, and I think I enjoyed about 10% of the movie? Yeah, I mean, there are some good bits in it, but it's like digging for a diamond earring in a pile of shit. <laughs> oh, good lord, like... At some point, you just have to cut and run. I don't even know where to start. Like, it was all fucking terrible. Well, we're going to be spoiling a lot. Let's just yeah. get that out of the Spo- way. Yes, exactly. Very, very good point. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Batman Superman... Good. Uh, good for you. <laughs> if you have... Like, if you My have... My condolences. Yeah, well, we're here to... We, yeah. we, we got your back on this. If you I come up imagine. to me, if you're listening to this podcast, and you find me on the street, and you let me know that you saw uh, Batman v Superman, uh, I will give you a hug. <laughs> 
It's just my lord. We survived a, it. What a piece of garbage. Like, my, two, my two favorite characters in 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 all of anything, like the two, like DC's two, they had the big three in this movie. The big three were in this movie, and only one of them, I think, didn't embarrass themselves. And, and most that, likely for lack of screen time. Yeah, and exactly, and it was only because they gave Gal Gadot. Like, a hundred words to say. Yeah, like, like, her words could have been fit in a tweet, I think. Yeah, a tweet like, or two. She had more speech than Boba Fett. And but. what was her motivation? Because that's the biggest problem with this movie, is nobody was motivated People to do... do things and you're not sure why, or when, or oh. where. <laughs> why was Lex... And Jesse Eisenberg... <sighs> can we talk about a few good things first? Yeah, like, you want to talk about what we liked? We can talk about what we liked first, because there's, there's a cadre of, of what we didn't like, but... Ben Affleck will survive this movie and was yes. easily the best part of it. I did like Ben Affleck in this movie, too. Yeah, I... I it, you know what? Out of all the... Because Affleck was the one unfairly taking the brunt of this nonsense. Yep. On... Like, just for... Because, for, you know, the, the internet's been just dumb saying, like, he, oh, he doesn't deserve a check, second chance to play a, a superhero, despite the fact Chris Evans got a second chance and Ryan Reynolds got a second chance. Unfortunately for Affleck... His movie is not going to knock it out of the park like the Deadpool movie has because it's cl- it's creeping up towards a billion worldwide oh, and sorry. Chris Evans now is Captain America pretty much but like Affleck I I hope that there's truth to the rumors that Affleck is writing a standalone Batman movie with Jeff Johns because a we know Ben Affleck's a tremendous writer he's got two Oscars telling you so right and. We know Jeff Johns is a giant DC guy, and that is the fundamental problem that we have right now with DC, is Warner Brothers is still, for some goddamn reason, putting these movies in the hands of David Goyer and Zack Snyder. Two guys who... Like, like Snyder can compose an image. Yes, an image. An image. There are roughly 24 of those a second in a movie. (laughs) Yeah, he can compose an image. And visually, some of his stuff is stunning. He is a ferocious, and that's half horrible, half atrocious. Copyright Tim McAuliffe of Tim and Sid. Ferocious, ferocious storyteller. Ferocious, like the guy. If I, if I meet Zack Snyder, I'm punching. Stay positive I'm, for five minutes. I'm I punching. Think we him have in the about face. ten minutes worth of positive talk that we can do about this movie. What else did we like? I actually enjoyed the first few minutes of the movie. I agree really? with that. The, the first oh the opening minutes, scene yes. with the yeah. opening scene Affleck? where yes. Affleck's in yes. Metropolis was the best. Like I watched the first five minutes Beginning of the movie. To end. We got a dream sequence of yeah. Batman's uh, origin story, yes. which was fairly well done. Uh, I don't know. Fa- I thought... In my opinion, fairly well done. Okay. I mean, middling as far we did our whole podcast about like top ten or top twelve uh, crime alley scenes. This oh, yeah. one would have been middling. I'd say maybe no. I don't. I, I think it would have been it's better than two or three that we had. To me, I think that one on the all-time list of crime alley scenes because you were there for that. Yep. I think I have that one as like just off the top of my dome piece. I think third worst all time. Yeah. Behind, but, but not the worst. No, that's true. I think I have it third worst all time behind Batman Forever mm-hmm. with the blue fire Ridiculous. and probably the Got Ham TV show. Oh, right, right. Was probably worse than, than yeah. this one. Although, I think it's between... Because, obviously, I think um, Joel Schumacher's Batman Forever version was the worst all time. And yep. then Godham. I'm debating whether or not Godham is worse than, than I, this I, one. I think so. I, I, think I mean, But, I mean, like... This one I would put at third bottom or fourth bottom. It's t- it's, that's the debate, though, is whether or not it's second worst or third worst, anyway, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and you can debate it. Because, like, freaking Thomas Wayne cocks his fist and tries to punch a... a True. A mugger in this one. It's like, what are you doing? But I mean, like, 
they 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 come out of the movie theater. Mm-hmm. It said Zorro on the movie poster, which I appreciated. Point. Yeah, which is a point. Any crime alley scene, I appreciate whenever it has uh, the reference to Zorro. But the mugger, they don't really go to crime alley. They're just kind of like outside of the movie theater, which is fine because yeah. it's not like oh, we need to escape through this alley for mm-hmm. no good goddamn reason. Exactly. There's not. They're not naive one percenters just yeah. being like, hey, let's go through this dark alley for absolutely no reason. Um, yeah, so a guy comes up to mug them, but for some, and Thomas Wayne does the right thing first off, which is step in front of his son and wife to, and wife to protect them. But then for some reason he cocks his fist to try to knock the mugger out as opposed to just being like, okay, here's my money. Just don't shoot us. You know, like, like what? It's just, uh, just dumb. And they did the pearls thing again, but they did a weird version of the pearls well, this they time. they did a very, a very, I mean, it was dream sequence and Zack Snyder, which yeah. together is, you know, there's some weirdness there. And That's he had fine. to throw in what's his face who played the comedian in uh, uh, Jeff, uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan. Yes, thank you as as Thomas Wayne, but I which mean, I thought was fun. I like. Yeah, it. oh yeah, I'm not fun. He guy had one line. He just went Martha. But we that we had this dream better. sequence, uh, crime alley scene, which took about a minute, mm-hmm. a minute and a half. Uh, after that, we had about five minutes, which was probably the best part of the movie. Yeah. Beginning to end, probably the most solid sequence of the movie, and then it's all the only altogether cohesive sequence in the yeah, movie. Yeah, and and that was if where you, you know what's happening. Yeah, if you saw Man of Steel, you knew that like Superman and Zod destroyed Metropolis. So they did a flashback to a helicopter lands on like the harbor of uh, Metropolis. Metropolis. Uh, Bruce Wayne Affleck Bruce Wayne gets out and then basically like commandeers a vehicle and just starts driving through Metropolis yeah. meanwhile he's on the phone he's calling his executive mm-hmm. at the Wayne Tower that's in Metropolis trying to evacuate trying to evacuate yeah. the building which is a Batman move mm-hmm. point um, yeah. driving away like randomly saving people as he's driving through there's like a there's like a child there he great he lifts he lifts a thing saves a guy whose legs are trapped and then he, he moves a child out of the way of a burning thing all Batman moves so like and very and very like that's the only glimmer of character motivation yeah. that we have in this you understand mm-hmm. how why this outsider who has no idea who Superman is has never heard of him because no one in the world has at this point mm-hmm. you have every reason to understand why Thomas Wayne would hate Superman or yeah. sorry Bruce Wayne would hate Superman mm-hmm. But once Bruce Wayne saves that child, mm-hmm. the movie is fucked. Yep. <laughs> so enjoy those is, five minutes. Yeah, enjoy those first five to ten minutes. The movie is fucked. Because also at the same time, we have this dream... Se- and now it's a dream sequence, so I kind of let it go. But, I mean, you can't use dream sequence- sequences as an excuse to get away with crap. You'll find out And also, in a there should never be a movie where there are three dream sequences. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yes. It just causes... I don't care so how long confusion. the movie is. Yeah. Not only that, but we had so... We, we we get like the crime alley scene and then we immediately go to a funeral of the Waynes um, getting carried by pallbearers into this tomb which is actually the first time I think they've ever done that which is actually kind of a neat oh, idea oh yeah the mausoleum yeah the, of, of the idea of that they would be in a mausoleum which makes sense because they were two extremely rich people sure. so you know it kind of makes sense that they would have a mausoleum well, as yeah, opposed to just they, two they random graves, right? To like, you know, they've got the Wayne crest on the floor and graves yes. in the stone, and there's a, you imagine that there's probably a few generations of Wayne interred there. Mm-hmm. So a couple of nice sequences, but, you know, Bruce Wayne is, is Alfred, Jeremy Irons as Alfred is getting, you know, is, is walking with him, and then young Bruce Wayne takes off, just runs into the forest, falls down into what becomes the Bat Cave, as we all know, so a little piece of lore. But then the bats swirl around... 
you're not sure this is a dream sequence. You're, you could, until right? that part. Until yeah. this part, because the bats start swirling around Bruce Wayne. And lifting him bodily into the air. Yeah, as very, very Jesus-like into the air. And it was just like, what? And then you, at that point you realize... Well, and, and here's the thing. is I don't think that there was one whole scene for the first probably hour and a half of the movie. And probably much longer than that. There were a few scenes where they didn't explicitly have some oblique religion reference. Oh, and, and there were probably four scenes total where no one referenced a god or a devil or an angel or something. Oh, god, yeah, that's so true. Batman, total. Batman ties Superman to a fucking cross, basically. Which you know, it's always good to have a character that was created by two Jewish men to be a Jesus metaphor, right? <laughs> like, well, sure. I, guess. I mean, I guess it works. We, yeah. we all understand, oh, yeah. like, yes, but I mean, to be beat over the head with it in 2016, though, right? Every like, time, every time, and the uh, only time it made sense at all is in that opening scene when Buddy, who was the executive at uh, Wayne Tower, was about to die. Yeah, and, and started doing and started a couple like, Our Fathers. Yeah, exactly, yeah. was doing Our Father with his, uh, you know, his crucifix around his neck. Yeah, just and you uh, know, he's about to die. You will forgive him for having some piety in that moment. Yeah, just. But other than that, I mean, it's it's all Luther can talk about. Oh, yo, fuck! And we can get to Jesse Eisenberg now. Not Jesse Eisenberg is a divisive dude. People kind of, people hate him. Like the internet is, is not a Jesse Eisenberg fan. I would say. Do we blame Jesse Eisenberg for? Like, I think he's got to get a little of the blame, just a little of the blame, because he's at eleven. And to use a good Canadian saying. Maybe dial it back twenty percent there, bud. This was all their vision. I have, I unfortunately think that uh, Jesse Eisenberg has been typecast since the Social Network. Yes, uh, which is to say that at, for a while he was neurotic millennial. Exactly, he was yeah. considered to be the poor man's Michael Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of broke into his own by becoming Mark Zuckerberg, and now is the neurotic millennial Asperger's Aspie sort of guy. And they kind of went. 11 with this? 11? 14. 14. Yeah, well, it's... it's, it's like Spinal it's Tap smoother. is like, we don't have an amp powerful enough to, like... Yeah, Spinal oh, Tap. Spinal good. Can't Tap. But... Good lord. I can't walk through this. Mm. But... I just didn't like the whole Mad Hatter version that they had for him. Yes! Like that, if you actually watch that's the exactly cartoon... That's exactly Yes. If you watch the cartoon or you watch... Clancy like, Brown. Anything... Yeah, like, that's how I see <laughs> Not it. Not my Luthor. The, the Clancy Brown, like, he's very smart, um, and this... Well, he's calm, just, and he's yeah. in charge. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what happens to him. You can't ruffle that dude's feathers. Yeah. Yeah, this character was just all over the place. Like, it was almost like one of Batman's villains, like, the... Riddler, or the Joker, it was like the, like the Mad just, Hatter. I think he yeah, did because like he was rhyming too. Like every everything he was saying was rhyming, which or I was some like weird platitude. More confusing, like it just made it even Not more confusing. I didn't know what he was talking about. Like I didn't know. I, I haven't seen As, the Superman oh, movie, so especially during that first hour too, where it was just like, like good lord, like the pacing of that, like the pacing of the entire movie is awful. It's all over the it's, place. But that first hour, because there's seven hours in this movie, the first hour <laughs> is probably the worst. Because, I mean, like, what, what happens in the, in the first hour? So you get that se- opening sequence, which we mentioned we liked. Well, and, and, the, and the point I wanted to bring up for that first few yeah. minutes was that at that point, like, I went into this movie seeing, okay, mm-hmm. 35% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's only critics because yeah. it's before opening right. day. Right. Uh, 
Let's get some fan knowledge into this. Exactly, right? exactly. And I'm like, well, maybe they don't know. Like, I, you know, you have this sort of like, you know, well, no one's more into Superman and Batman than me. Yeah. Maybe the critic who's going in is like, well, we just didn't get it, and that's fine. That happens sometimes, yeah. right? And the critics are interested in stuff like, hey, Brooklyn's a movie that should be nominated for best picture. Well, I'm not right? going to so... shit on any other movie in this. Yeah, but... like it's like fans. They would notice like the little Easter eggs or whatever that they yeah. have. Right, and either love them or hate them because there's no division there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. And so for the first five minutes when I went in, we had a, let's say, serviceable crime alley scene. Yeah. Followed by a dream sequence, which was a little weird. But followed okay. by Bruce followed Wayne. Followed by an incredible Bruce yeah. Wayne being Batman as Bruce Wayne yeah. scene. Yes. Which was always a, I love those kind of scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got some good Christian Bale scenes like that too in that trilogy. Yeah. Uh, but for the first five minutes, I'm like, oh my God, this might be a good movie. We might have something here, but then, and then like they I took, said, they, they build me up, yeah, just to knock me down, yeah, just yeah. Don't for the because down. then all of a sudden it's like Lois Lane is in the Middle East, I guess, yeah, the, um, a non-specific desert. So we get a few, and then like this, this is a very monochromatic white movie in terms of casting. So the few brothers that we do get to show up in this movie are, of course, terrorists. Yeah, they're they're African warlords. They're like they didn't even really explain that. Were they in Africa? Were they in the Middle East? Where the hell were they? Maybe I, they mentioned. I, it? I think they mentioned like Morocco or something. Or something, but yeah. like it was, it, they're so all over the place you can't pick it up. So it's like Lois Lane is there for no reason, interviewing some African warlord, and then a Russian dude who happens to be a Russian dude in Ray Bans. Or Oakleys or whatever, yeah. just do Which sunglasses. Turns out it was actually under the uh, control under the control of Lex. Payroll of Lula. but we don't find that out until the last ten minutes of a nineteen-hour movie. Yeah. I just like, I, and then Lois Lois was there, and then these people start shooting everybody up, and we're like, "Why is this happening?" And then Superman shows up, of course, to save Lois Lane, kills another dude. Yeah, presumably he, he saves Lois Lane by throwing the African warlord through what three walls? Yeah, <laughs> two walls. Not throwing him like pick, like yeah, Superman just, yeah, ramming him, yeah, shoulder tackling, yeah, yeah, shoulder tackling through three walls, and like okay, like we'll we'll say maybe Superman didn't kill that guy in that moment. Maybe he just went. Well, goddamn Batman! And here's and the thing. Let's, let's give the benefit of the doubt and say that that dude walked away with just. Paralysis. Yeah, um, if he's lucky. But the implication that they basically like Clark makes eye contact with Lois, and they kind of have this sort of moment where they know what the other one is going to do, and she lets go of the warlord because she's kind of like holding at his arm that has yeah. her in the chokehold at that point. It speaks to the fact that they know what to do here because this sort of thing has happened before. So we once again get sort of the animated series slash, like, 50s version of Lois Lane, who's playing the damsel in distress. Um, so all the good things that I had to say about Lois Lane for Man of Steel were not in this movie. No, and it's not Amy Adams' fault whatsoever. They no. gave her nothing to work with in this one. And, and that's, yeah. what, nothing that's what I think might be she the was biggest in, like, shame of this movie, is we had a lot of great actors in yeah. it. Yeah. And who played theirs the best? We had a good Affleck. Mm-hmm. We had a good Fishburne. Well, Fishburne, think, Fishburne was in like three scenes, but like, like Man of Steel. Well. Oh yeah, well, Fishburne. Of all the problems you have with Man of Steel, Fishburne is not on that list, right? Like, certainly not in the top ten. No, I don't think he's on the list of no, bad things. Like, he's fine as Perry White. But same with this, right? Is is we have a movie with a lot of great actors in it, like yeah. Oscar nominated, Oscar winning actors. Oscar, yeah. Who have nothing to work with. No. And are being poorly directed. It's a very bad script. It, it, it's the worst. It's a the, bad script. It's the worst. Direction. It's the worst script, I would say, since Batman and Robin, probably. And I'm, I'm having trouble 
wondering whether or not this movie's and at least Batman and Robin. Robin can can coach itself into the fact that it's trying to be deliberately campy. Yes. It's trying to be Batman 66 and yeah. it has charm for that reason. Like, I can watch that movie. Yeah, I'm debating whether or not I could ever rewatch this movie because I, 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 I think I could rewatch sequences, but I don't think I could rewatch the entire movie oh, sure, from, yeah, from, from start to finish. top to bottom. And for me, like, I feel like there there's just a, a couple letdowns. Like, obviously, well, more than a couple, but I mean, <clears throat> you have... <laughs> I love the DC shows that they have on TV right now, and I think that that's what's frustrating for me is that the DC shows are so good. I love Arrow. I love Flash. um, I like Supergirl, and I watch the Legends Legends of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. All very good shows, and I just found that that's kind of where I was excited. You know what? They're coming out with another movie where it's DC characters. I hope this is going to be a good one. And then... It's just for the letdown. And, oh, yes. and, and there's this tone shift. And this is what kind of aggravates me <laughs> is because there was an article recently within the last couple of days following some of these early reviews uh, with Zack Snyder who was basically asked like, hey, you've got Ezra Miller kind of cameoing as the Flash in this movie. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he use Grant Gustin? And he's basically went on the record saying, I, I, I'm going to paraphrase here because I don't remember the exact quotes or anything like that. I don't have it in front of me. But he paraphrased something along the lines of it wouldn't have fit the tone because it, this movie universe doesn't really match up with the tone that they have set for the Flash. And that just seems like a completely wasted um, opportunity to me. Not that Greg Gustin had to be in this movie, but the Flash isn't a grim and gritty character no, who needs not. to be super cool like this. Batman and also, the, if the tone the that you're one. trying to avoid is... Fun, lighthearted hero tries to save everyone, often at expense of himself, and beats himself up when he can't be the hero. Like, that's the Flash. That's fucking Superman. And to not have that in your Superman movie is a crime. And to willingly, and to go on record in an article saying, that's not the tone we were going for, it's completely antithetical to our tone, maybe means you don't understand who any of these characters are. And that's the thing for me too, is that I really don't think that they understand the characters at all. Like when you watch the cartoon shows, like or even like Justice League, like that's these characters that they have in the movie, they make it seem like... Um, I don't know, Batman and Superman, they both seemed like they've killed people or using guns, like all things that they, like totally not their they style. They both seem like they have killed people and they both literally killed people on screen. Mm-hmm. Often using guns. Yeah. I mean, you guys just pointed out the main problem that Warner Brothers has. Warner Brothers hasn't figured it out. And if, if we do, if, if we get one thing across with this podcast. And, it, and, and here's what I'm saying, like the, the yeah. shift in tone is, yes. I imagine what you're going to be bringing up here. But and and Marvel for all of their sort of we've gotten used to it the yes. Marvel formula yes but they know what their tone is mm-hmm. because Agents of Shield has the same sort of you mm-hmm. understand that it could fit in the same universe as like a Civil War yes or yeah. a Winter Soldier or you know any of the Avengers type movies uh, as as much as we have to say against that show Agents of Shield and any of the yes. sort of TV universe stuff it. it it fits and even like daredevil and and jessica jones which have a different tone you can understand how it's just you know a different side of the same coin and that's what's like i I just don't understand this is like an entirely different bank (laughs) yeah like i just find that like they're really understanding the marvel characters and like how they fit and like just aren't getting it right with the dc characters in the movies and i just don't understand it the problem is the reason the television shows work 
is because they've put three dudes, Berlant, Greg Berlanti, Andrew Kreisberg, and Mark Guggenheim, three dudes who have read the comic books, three dudes who have watched the TV shows, three dudes who love the cartoons, who grew up and know those characters. The reason the Marvel movies work is they have Kevin Feige. They've got those guys. Like, Kevin Feige is the guy at the top who has let everything trickle down mm. from him. But it starts with him the at the mastermind. top. He is a fan of all of the Marvel stuff. And that's why, and nothing has got past him with any of the scripts or, or anything without, have not gone past Kevin Feige. And and for better or worse, even Whedon fits into that sort yes. of zeitgeist pretty well. Exactly. So like Whedon, Fe- but Feige's the dude, right? Yeah. And nothing has gotten past him without his approval. And Disney slash Marvel company, I mean, it was a gamble, but it has obviously paid off because they're printing money right now. Like they're making it oh, rain. Yeah. And... Warner Brothers is still stuck in that and we've all heard the Kevin Smith stories about how like Kevin Smith like like Warner Brothers put Tim Burton who's never read a bat who never read a Batman comic although like the 1989 Batman with all its flaws and shit funny I mean Batman kills in that one too yeah. not great but watchable uh and Warner, Warner Brothers just haven't figured out like they, they don't have a guy like why aren't Paul Dini and Bruce Tim guys who've printed money for them in the in the section for like a solid decade yeah why aren't they involved in any of this nonsense why aren't why isn't jeff johns any of this nonsense i i'm not sure if i mentioned it earlier but there is rumors that affleck and jeff johns are working on a standalone batman script i I hope to god those i hope to god that those rumors are true because affleck i know is a fan of batman and i know gets that character he was he was great in this movie and i will defend him to the death the internet can come after me all they want. I will defend his performance in this as the Batman. Oh, it's absolutely. not his fault. And fuck you, Zack Snyder. And, and here's the thing, and I was talking with Carly about this earlier, is is you start to feel like a battered wife because you have Man of Steel and it's as bad as it is. And yeah. you have this, which is somehow worse. Uh, I, can't, I can't believe it was worse than Man of Steel. I, I, could, I wouldn't have thought it possible. Never, never, never in a million years would I have thought this movie is, is less watchable. Because uh, say what you will about Man of Steel, there's at least quote-unquote structure. To yes. that movie, there is no what people are yeah. doing and why. You might not agree with their motivations, but they have motivations. Yes, and for somebody who never saw Man of Steel, like I went into this movie, and I think that I even said to both of you guys, like turned to you and said, like I don't understand what's going on. Like, am I missing something? Because <laughs> no, I the movie. it was just terribly written. Oh, yeah, because you were sitting next to we were sitting on opposite sides of Matt in the theater, yeah. and I'm like rubbing my face and taking off my glasses and just running my hands through my hair like I'm so stressed out and and Matt says um, what is even going on right now like he literally said it aloud and, yeah. and, and you Carly sitting on the opposite side at that point I imagine and we're like yeah. oh okay so I'm okay for not knowing yeah. what's happening it's here just, if we can get no one the, knows what's happening if we get into specifics because we talk about why this movie failed it's like you put a, a fool like Zack Snyder in charge of a movie your, your movie's doomed to fail um, so Zack Snyder get away and, and, and just I'm going to bag on Zack Snyder more, but right now, you can't see me because it's a podcast, but I'm on my knees. I'm on my knees, and I'm praying. Mm. And I'm praying to David Ayer. David Ayer, you gave us Fast and the Furious. Yep. You gave us an Oscar-winning movie in, uh, oh God, I'm forgetting, uh, Training Day. Training Day. Oh, yeah, yeah. I need you, buddy. I need you. I need the Suicide Squad movie. Like, like DC... Needs a win. Needs a win. It's been years. We need the see. We need the Suicide Squad movie. I believe in you. I've seen the trailer. I think I know that you've read the books. You've said it before that you love the old Ostrander books, and you read the new Suicide Squad. I feel like you got it. 
but I'm 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 on my knees and I'm begging you, David Ayer. We need the Suicide well, Squad to be good. I don't the, want bad comic book movies. And even just looking, well, I don't want bad movies at all. I mean, I I want every True. movie to be good, but you know that obviously can't happen. Mm-hmm. We live in an imperfect world. Um, but I have high hopes for Suicide Squad. The trailers make it look characters are having fun in it. But another another they have characters who are like hiding behind cars while drinking yeah. a beer and, yeah. and falling on their it ass. It seems like he gets the tone of what the Suicide Squad's supposed, supposed to be, to be. right? Exactly. Like in that commercial commercial trailer. But I mean, we got to say we got to say cuz we got to bring up. We coined the phrase the Medellin corollary on this podcast, and that is the Entourage. If you've ever seen Entourage, you can cut a good trailer to oh, a bad movie, yes. and they cut a couple of bad trail or a couple of really good trailers to this. Ba- they cut two really good ones and then one incredibly terrible one. But they cut two really good trailers to this Batman Superman movie that made it look like it was it, they were going to pull it off. I was on the fence. I was so apprehensive going terrible. into this movie because for like a year and a half, and you can listen to this podcast. This yeah. is my diary, basically. Yeah, you can listen back to it, and for every episode that I was on, I would bring up Zack Snyder and that, this yeah. movie. And how I felt about it and what He's... I was afraid of and what I was worried about. And then we got a couple really good trailers and I'm like, I'm on board? Yeah. I want to see this movie yes. now? And, and the, the I think Batman Superman goes into the Medellin corollary. Absolutely. It goes in there with Phantom Menace. It goes in there with Where the Wild Things Phantom Are. Phantom Menace is the best real world example. Of yeah, it. of that. Um, uh, the Where the Wild Things Are was another yep. one where, where where the trailer was. You watched the trailer and you were like, this movie's going to be amazing. And then you saw the trailer and saw the actual movie and you were like, that trailer was amazing. <laughs> right? And it was if only like, it could go back two months. Yeah, and it just, it just never worked. And uh, You know what, though? Like, going back to this the actual movie. I did like the Wonder Woman stuff that they had going yes. on and I th- I'm actually looking forward to seeing the movie and I thought I think you guys said it's a different director, yes? Yes. Yeah. Oh god, yes. Different director, different writer. I don't think Goyer is anywhere near this because that's another I don't thing. Think so. You've got to get Goyer the hell away from this because not only is he a horrible sexist in real life, mm-hmm. but he's a terrible writer. Well, and here's I'm, the point I was uh, allegedly, bring... allegedly a horrible sexist yeah, in real life. Here's the point I was going to bring up earlier is I feel like a battered wife in this situation because DC and their movies keep hurting me yeah but there's well, always something on, that let's... makes me think hey we might get a great batman movie out of this yes hey we're like this movie if nothing else made me excited for the wonder woman movie yeah i mean there's love yeah because there's this one bit like i would i would argue the best bit in this movie the is shining beacon yeah the, the, the yeah the, the, the shining be- the glimmer of light in the gloom of this, this terrible tunnel of shit <laughs> yeah in this tunnel of just garbage and and Literally a Batcave filled with shit. <laughs> yeah, and it was just... There's this bit where Batman and then later on Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman... Um, Stumble Lu- upon Luthor's secret Yeah, files. Luthor's got all these secret files. They get, oh, that was a good part. Yeah, they get the files and... Uh, Luthor has four files, and he's got a, he's got like a header folder called Meta. Yeah, Meta Human. Fo- yeah, he's got a he's got a file folder called Meta Humans, and he clicks the one, and then there's four symbols. And if you're a DC fanboy, you can pretty much. Although I needed a little help, I'm like, who's the C? Yeah, and then I you were like, oh, Cyborg, and I was like, oh, right. of course, God, I'm so stupid. And but obviously, one was Aquaman, one was the Flash because it was just a lightning bolt, and then one was a W, which was obviously just Wonder Woman. Yep. And then Wonder Woman clicks hers, and there's a photo of her from 1918. And it's her standing with five soldiers, and kind of got it, kind of a Howling Commandos vibe from which yes, is good, which, which is, is what, the vibe you want to strike. Yes, for Wonder Woman. so and that's what the Wonder Woman movie is supposed to be about. It's supposed to take place during World War One. Yeah. It's supposed to be her and the Blackhawks fighting God knows what, Amazing. right? 
And Steve, if, if, it, if there's war involved, make an Ares movie. Exactly, great, and, fantastic. I will watch the hell out of that. Yes, and that, that's imagine if you were if they're smart, that's how they'll write it. Because Ares, the god of war, he transfers his power from war. It's the middle of it's the it's, first it's, world it's the war, war of the movie, which is such a weird war in real life. But we don't need to get into that. Yeah, it's yeah, like because right. like, World War Two makes sense. There's a superhero or super villain trying to take over the world. In World War Two, World yes. War One was basically one like, like there's one conflict that just ignites a bunch. It of was alliances. it was it was literally if you really break down World War One, it was like the, the way the war, the state of the world at the time it was literally too much trouble not to have a war. Yeah, basically that, that was I, I've done that. That was yeah, that was that was World War One. But anyway, it, it's World War One, and then you see a photo, and it's Gal Gadot, four soldiers, and one of the soldiers is Chris Pine, and we all know if you've been on the internet and you're and you've been tracking any of this. Spoiler alert, Chris Pine is playing Steve Trevor in, in the thing. And you, you've got a photo. Awesome. You've got the photo of which A is excellent casting because I love Chris Pine. And he could pull off Steve Trevor like a like a I think so too. Yeah. Well and I love to I loved uh, Nathan Fillion voicing him in the oh, yes, movies, but fantastic. He play him in which we're life. gonna watch something after this because we need to cleanse our palate yes, after, that after this. That would be it, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Although I think we should do a commentary on that before the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, we're gonna save that for the so I don't know. We'll watch World's Finest or something. Just gotta cleanse the palate. Just something. Something. Good lord. <laughs> But like that, we woke up this morning and watched the last this week's episodes of Flash and Arrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so bad. But anyway, uh, so yeah, and then Wonder Woman starts going through the other files, and then one of the files is the Flash, and it's like a it's Ezra Miller at a convenience store. A, yeah, he's in a convenience store and he's you know buying a Coke or something, Shopping and then for milk it looked like, and yeah, and then some dude pulls a gun on the on the guy, and then all of a sudden you, you see Ezra Miller just go, Phew! and then yeah, you just see like the cameras flicker, and he's out of the yeah. out of the milk shot for like two frames, yeah, and, and then, then he's suddenly back, and the robber's like knocked down, and the camera glitches out a second. Yeah, that one was actually pretty well shot. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. It was it was fun, but I mean, again, it was a way for them to rush the fucking because that's yes, it's a it's a it's an eighteen second flash yeah. cameo. Because well, and that's not wow. including the other technical <laughs> flash cameo, which we'll get to that in a second. Which oh is yeah, that was fucking confusing. awful. I didn't get whatsoever. You had to point that out to me, and I'm a guy who kind of gets the references. I've read the comic books. I know. And you I was like, is, I is that Orion? And then you were like, no, I think it's the Flash running through time. And I was like, oh. I guess oh, that's, and then oh, I was like, "Oh, I guess that's kind of cool." No way! No way! It's fucking it. terrible. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no way! It's fucking terrible. And oh god! So then they click um, the Aquaman, Aquaman right? and you see it. Momoa in the water. Oh yeah, you have like a, and that scene goes on a little too long for a twelve second. True. Scene. Yeah, like it just lingers on basically a shot of him with his like hair Momoa. Yeah, on. Momoa stares at the camera too, looks and it's amazing. not his fault. They just looks gonna, yeah. Oh fuck, Momoa looks amazing. Oh, I know that. I think he will play a really good Aquaman. Like, he looks like how I would expect him to And that's look. how you want badass... Uh, like, yeah. Jeff, Jeff Johns, again, who, again, I, like reiterating, I hope he's working on Batman, on the script of Batman with Affleck. Jeff Johns has spent the last decade trying to turn Aquaman... Well, actually, it's more than a decade at this point. I say it's a good 15 years now. So, decade and a half turning Aquaman into a badass. Because everybody still... And the internet still does. The internet still perceives... Aquaman as the old Super Friends Aquaman in the orange and green going uh, cheers in, in the in the orange and green going you know friends and, come yeah, to me and riding seahorse <laughs> riding sea giant yeah. seahorses and stuff, and stuff as opposed to the 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 uh, the badass Aquaman we've had for the last fifteen years of I could literally summon a Sharknado 
like, oh yeah, you guys gave me the idea for Sharknado with that stupid movie. Now here's a tsunami with sharks coming towards yeah, you. Yeah, there are dozens of superheroes who run around the earth, but I'm the king of 70% of the planet. Yeah, and, and so, like, but like you saw, basically there was like a coral reef, and then you saw like these glowing eyes. It was like a shipwreck or something. Something. Oh, uh, who knows. And then Momoa basically kind of slides out of the water with his trident, stares at the camera. camera for probably about five seconds too long. Yeah. Because in a movie that was already... It's 17, definitely like, yeah. it's Jason Momoa. Yeah, in, in, in a movie that was already 17 hours too long. And then he stabs the camera with his trident, and you're like, sweet, Aquaman, I like that. And then you see another, like, far camera shot of him, like, bursting off through mm-hmm. the water at, like, a torpedo speed. Which yeah. Which is actually the best part of that, in my yeah, opinion. That True, that was cool. And, and that's the Aquaman we want. We want badass Aquaman who who is... Although Zack Snyder is directing the Aquaman movie, oh, that's fine. You know what? That's that could, he can have that. Don't give him Superman or Batman anymore. He can have Aquaman. I don't even think if you have to I give him anything. I think they should get his greasy, slimy, shit-covered hands away from this because, like Zack Snyder, whatever you got in life, you don't deserve it. I'm gonna say that to you. And next time you stub your toe or bite your lip or get a canker sore, just know that I willed that to happen to you. You fucking son of a bitch. I hate you. I God, I told you the shackles were off in this one. I hate Fuck you, you Zack Snyder. <laughs> Fuck you. This was your last opportunity, and, and it's over for you. You are fucking dead to me. I, hate I, you. I really hope this is the end of America's love affair with Zack Snyder. I don't think he had a love affair. What he did he have? 300. 300 sucks balls. People love 300. Why would you like 300? 300 I, listen, has I, no... I, I, I agree with you, but people loved it. That was the love affair. I never visually. There's a couple of good shots. What? There's no plot. Every single movie that he's done visually, there's always a couple of good shots, and there were. He needs to be like a guest director. Is what needs to happen. Like Zack Snyder. Like there needs to be a real director in a movie. Like if Chris Nolan was director, Chris Nolan's a bad. Chris Nolan's a direct Superman. He needs to be like a director of photography or something like. that. Yeah, just something. Like I mean, like. If you're, if you're, like, what happens is you need a movie, you need like, work in visual design. if this, yeah, if this movie was flipped, where Affleck was directing it, but, like, Snyder was maybe directing a couple of the action sequences, and I it was, we a and it was, like, you know, directed by Ben Affleck with special guest director, Zack Snyder. I, that, and they had all the same maybe? set pieces, I could have given that movie a 7 out of 10. Yeah, like, maybe, but, like, the I problem. Imagine it. Well, and maybe it would have been better based on the fact that, like. Ben Affleck is good friends with Kevin Smith and maybe would have gotten more, you know what I mean, more information about the characters because clearly... Well, Affleck's a fan. He's always been a fan of Batman. He has. I have no idea. But for some reason, they don't put Affleck in charge of these movies. And the same thing happened fucking 13 years ago with Daredevil. They put a guy who destroyed not one, not two, but three... I can't remember his name, but he destroyed three comic book franchises because he also did the Elektra movie... Right. And the ghost, the first Ghost Rider movie, and I'm not, a, right. I'm not a Ghost Rider fan either because Ghost Rider is fucking garbage. But like, well, Ghost Rider is nineties, nineties garbage. Yes, but like, um, he's a demon biker. Yeah, a demon <laughs> biker with a chain who comes through, he rides through hell. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Which is funny because you can use know. those tropes well because I yeah. love Lobo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Screen junkies, who I love, they did the thing because uh, in anticipation of this uh, of. Batman Superman, they did three fantastic um, honest trailers. They did uh, Batman 89, Superman 78. Okay. And they did, for because they also do honest trailers in uh, coordination with Smosh Games, the the other, the really good YouTube, uh, YouTube channel, Smosh Games. They did honest game trailer, and they did an honest game trailer for 
for Injustice, Gods Among Us. Right, right, right. And at the end of every Honest trailer, they do the thing where they go starring, and then they yeah. make fun of everything. Right. And one of the starring for Injustice, Gods Among Us, they showed Lobo, and they went starring and Lobo turns and they go DC's Deadpool and I wanted to just drive my I wanted to I wanted to drive my fist through my computer but unfortunately it was my computer so I couldn't actually do that and I'm just like screen junkies I love you guys but do your fucking research and don't give Marvel credit for stuff that they stole from only again asshole yeah like which is why I'm worried because another thing about this movie is in one of those interminable goddamn dream sequences they kind of hinted at an eventual conflict with Apocalypse. Oh my god, this was... Te- okay, and, okay. this... We talked about um, Affleck going through Metropolis being the best sequence. From beginning to end, this was... If, if not the clips of the other... Yeah, this was the happens. worst fucking sequence of the world, because yes. uh, of the movie. Because not only was it A, I think the third dream sequence at that point... It was the second... Maybe the second, but at the, the point, the, flash one was the, the dream sequence should be used once in a movie. There should be a limit, if and at it, all, if at all. And this was the th- second or third time you're claiming second, but I. By the way, and this yeah. speaks to the pacing of this yeah. movie. All of these were in the first like what forty five minutes. Oh my god, yes, yeah. there were like three dream sequences in the first four. So, so what happens oh, is two and a half hour movie. The aforementioned Luthor files that we were talking about that had like Batman uh, that had Aquaman, Flash, and oh, we forgot to mention Cyborg because like there were barely any, there were barely any uh, ethnicities in this character. So in this movie, so we should mention that they did have Silas Stone yep. and they showed. Uh, uh, young man, I don't know who who it was, but it was pinned up against that wall. The, the I actor's assume it name. Was Vic. Oh, the actor. Well, it was supposed to be Vic Stone, obviously, but I don't know the actor's name. Sorry, I can't give you credit off the top of my dome piece. But it showed Silas Stone go through a few things and then said, and then the computer like merged with the half body that was still alive pinned up against the wall, and you were like, "Fuck yes, cyborg, so awesome and so underutilized." And, and, and you know what? Here's a DC character. As, as much as I prefer DC over mm-hmm. Marvel in most cases, like. Cyborg is one that I know less and less about. Uh, so I was excited to see that scene yeah. because I don't know that origin story. All I know is, when there's trouble, you know what to do. <laughs> Call Cyborg! That's from Team Call Cyborg! Um, so anyway, going back. Uh, so Aff, like, as he's waiting for these things to decrypt, it goes like, and this is another thing, like, holy fuck, this movie was already oh, 30 yeah. hours, too, it was already 30 hours too long. Affleck plugs his USB in that he stole from and it lingers Luthor. on the monitor for probably ten seconds. Okay. Ten seconds, like two 1%. minutes. It was like two percent. Yeah, yeah, and like crypting one. So Affleck kind of falls asleep at the because you assume that he's Batman. He has to slept in four days. Yeah. So as he's waiting for this to decrypt, uh, to decrypt, falls asleep, goes into a dream sequence, and it's that dream sequence we've all seen in the movie where Batman yeah. or in the trailer, right, where he's he's in like. Right, because here's the thing. Almost everything that was in the trailer to this point was one of these dream sequences. Mm-hmm. And so Affleck fall, falls asleep, and then all of a sudden Batman's in the desert. It's the, the Earth has been destroyed. It's apocalyptic. You see the big Omega it, symbol. It actually feels a bit like Mad Max. Yeah, yeah it was Mad Max. The Omega symbol's drawn in the ground, which right. we all know is a dark side reference. Well, you'd know it if you're a DC fanboy. If not, you know it now, because I just said it. You should know it. There and, yeah, and Affleck has got some troops that are that are on his side and he goes up to a uh thing he goes up to a truck in this dream sequence and, and he goes you got the stuff and they're like yeah and they open it up and it was like a bomb 
Yeah, yeah. You were, he was at this point in real life looking mm-hmm. for the the package that Lex was trying to ship back to yeah, Metropolis. which we find out. So in the dream sequence, he finds this package, but yeah. it's actually a bomb. It's a bomb because he doesn't know what it is yet. Because later on, he finds out it's kryptonite, and then the guys betray him. Like the soldiers that are with him betray him and end up killing a bunch of his men. And the then we get a scene like, dressed like stormtroopers and have yes. the Superman patch on their shoulders. Yes, and then they all pull out AKs and they're firing at everybody. And Batman, Batman beats up his share. And, and stupid Zack Snyder figures, hey, this is how I'll get away with Batman using guns because it's a fucking dream sequence, which you can't fucking do. Has Batman pull out a fucking Beretta and he starts plugging dudes in the stomach. At this point, I'm pulling my hair out. Yeah, and like, so, I think my 3D glasses are off at this point. And yeah. I'm just like, oh god, I just want to shield my eyes. So Batman's Batman's plugging dudes at his stomach and he karate's his way as Batman often does, martial arts his way out of the truck. And thirty guys surround him, and Batman's kicking five of them in the face, taking guns, shoots five of them, kills them. And again, Zack Snyder because he's a fucking idiot. Thinks, oh, I'll get away with this because it's a dream sequence. So Batman's like taking the, the AK off of this guy, shooting five other guys, takes the AK, clocks this guy with it. Yeah. And the fight sequence, it was actually pretty good. It would have been a great fight sequence it's if it wasn't Batman. Yeah, if, if there it, weren't guns in it. If it. Yeah, if it wasn't Batman. And then eventually, you know, 30 other guys surround Batman. So, like, they're, they're getting around him enough. And it was actually kind of decent because it was the first time where you're ever like... Because, like, one of the big tropes you have in movies is, why don't they all attack him at the same time instead of coming one at a time? So, like, 30 guys kind of surround bats at the same time. He kicks three or four of them in the face. He grabs one, snaps the guy's neck, and it's like, okay, so now Zack Snyder has had Superman and Batman. (laughs) Boy, I hope this is a dream sequence. (laughs) Snap a neck. At this point, you're not sure, but you're pretty sure it's a dream sequence. I certainly hope so. And then all those guys, all those guys surround Batman. A bunch of them pin their arms, and then one guy clocks him in the face with a with a thing, and it blacks out. And then he wakes up, and you've seen the the bits in the trailer where he's chained in like. Bunker. He's got, the, he's got the duster on. Yeah, in like a sand bunker somewhere, and the thing where Soups, Soups lands and the yeah. dudes bow before him. The, yeah, the guys bow before him, and then Soups walks in. There's two guys chained with Superman. Soups uses the heat vision to kill the two of them. Mowing so now the other insurgents. Yeah. So now, which again was very Christ-like because it yeah. wasn't just Batman strung up; it mm-hmm. was two guys flanking him too. Yeah, exactly. And then he rips the the uh, cowl off. The cowl off. Batman sees that it's Bruce Wayne, and then you see him light up the heat vision and then blast Superman and it's at this point that Ben Affleck wakes up at the exact same time that Ben Affleck wakes up in the Batcave the decryption hits 100% the decryption hits 100% and then all of a sudden there's a lightning zap and someone is reaching for Bruce Wayne and Bruce Wayne is like looking in the uh, um, he's like looking at this thing thinking he's still dreaming and you as the audience because it's so poorly you don't know you don't know if he's still dreaming or if he's not so I thought but, he was still dreaming me too but you assume he's not now after you think about it but the, t- the problem is it's so poorly shot that you have to think about it for 10 minutes and it was Ezra Miller as the Flash and he's trying to run through time presumably right and he says something along the lines of like, Lois is the key <laughs> yeah he says something like he yells he's like he yells, Lois is the key! You have to save Lois! You were you, right about him. Yeah, you were right about him all along! And, like, his suit's all ripped up, and Ezra Miller's trying to, like, reach for him. And his, yeah, his, this his, is our Flashpoint his, Yeah, his costume's all ripped up. And it's kind of like, well, it's, not, it's more like Injustice, where the Joker had, like, the Joker tricked Superman into killing Lois Lane, and then Tyrants, and this is Earth 2. Earth yeah. 2 Super, Earth 2 Joker tricks Superman into killing Lois Lane and then Superman that's when he goes evil and becomes tyrant Superman who takes over the earth to try to eliminate any evil stuff 
Batman has to stop him uh, and stuff. Which would have made a much better movie than this piece of garbage. <laughs> I, I kind of have a soft spot in my heart for authoritarian Superman, and maybe it's because of Red. Star. It's the best villain they have in D- the best villain they have in DC is whenever they. Well, that's not true, but I, one of I the best. Go that far. Yeah, one of the best villains they have in DC is when they do when tyrant, they push Superman. When they power. do tyrant Superman, yeah. Which is what Zack Snyder was hoping to get to, but isn't smart enough to pull it off. No. And but I, fa- I found that the, when the Flash situation happened, and like I, it was at such a random part that I was because like, you didn't know if he, I'm I was like, so I fucking I'm like, poorly I don't shot. Understand? Is this something that like did I miss something? Like is he still dreaming? You don't. Or is he still dreaming? Or is this something that happened in literally the Superman movie that I'm just like not getting? No, clearly, like no, because like I turned to Miller and I said because during that gene sequence when when um. Batman was fighting all those guys. You also had parademons. Yeah, yeah. Who were coming from the sky. And also there was like... The Omega symbol. The Omega guy. symbol was in the ground. And they had... It's all very... Lava Literally and figuratively yeah. apocalyptic. Yeah, they had fire shooting out of the ground like Apocalypse. Because the planet Apocalypse has the four... Yeah, yeah. Like, the yes. four corners of the planet yeah. are... Yeah, have are, are flame jets, right? That are coming out of the planet. And it looked like that, and then parademons. Because actually, the thing that knocked Batman out was a was a parademon, right? right? Yep. So Batman is having these visions, which of Earth versus apocalypse of Earth versus apocalypse, which you know they they were hoping to eventually build that, and it's I, like, I think that's going to be their well, that that's it, it, hope it, that was their it, end game. It's, it's literally and, yeah. and like literarily yeah. going to be their Thanos. That was their end. That was their end game, right? I was so. was eventually apocalypse versus the Justice League. But I don't think they're gonna fucking get there because I of how it'll be. It'll so. be tough to call. And it sucks because I love Dark. They're gonna need this Wonder Woman to be fucking good because the Wonder Woman is next on the docket. That's if Wonder Woman tanks. fails, they're out. They're they gone. are out. It Dog. will be, which is really yeah. unfortunate because like the Justice League. Like if you actually watch the animated show, like it's a really good show. Like yeah. the Justice League characters, like I have gone on the record them, before saying yeah. the Justice League uh, unlimited Justice League unlimited season two. Is my favorite thing that the DC Universe has ever done. <laughs> and, yeah, it's... Uh, but, I mean, like, the three of us sitting on this couch, we all prefer DC over Marvel. That's that's a that's yes. a thing. But, like, we're not slighting... I think we're in the minority. When right? I say that, we're not slighting Marvel whatsoever. No, because I love X-Men. Yes. I love everything that they've done with... Like, even the... Like, having the... Like, the... Older, like the, yeah. them showing them when they're younger, like everything but that they're having. Well, and because now, we like, had some good Spider-Man yeah. movies and some decent X-Men yes. movies, and the MCU brought me into it pretty much wholesale. And we know that if Black Panther eat pizza, yeah, we, we eat pizza, pizza. <laughs> boy. So I just like we fucking love Marvel, but like we just if given the gun to our head, you can only read one for the want read watch or whatever for the rest then of it's eternity. No it's no question. It's DC for us because I I can't I have to have Batman in my life. I have to have Green Arrow. I have to have Soups. I have to have The Flash. I just do. As a defender of the people. Absolutely not slighting Marvel whatsoever. We fucking love Marvel. And quite frankly, I need the Civil War to erase the memory of... Civil War's next up, right? It's not Apocalypse. It's not... Yeah, yeah. X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, Civil Civil War's War's up next next and then followed shortly by Apocalypse. Apocalypse and then Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. But, like, I need... I need Civil War to erase the memory. Fuck, I'm gonna get to see Black... Like, just... The, the three frames of Black Panther I'll get in this film are gonna be better than all of this Batman... This BVS. But, like... Obviously, their plan was to build off of... 
Yeah, off of no, not well. That, that was their plan was to build <laughs> off of, which is great because let's build our foundation on a house oh, of garbage. Build a build around to the apocalypse. Build around to the apocalypse. So Bruce Wayne would be having all these dreams, but they're not really dreams; they're, they're visions, visions, right? And like, which is fucking, which awful. is an awful because he's the world's greatest detective, and he never believes he's not a precog. <laughs> no, and he doesn't believe in that bullshit because the last line of the film is. And we haven't even got to the most egregious part of this movie, which is, spoiler alert, Superman fucking dies in this movie. Finger quotes. Finger quotes, dies, but like, and like, fuck, Zack Snyder, fuck you, you dumb motherfucker. First off, you take the core of Superman away by having him snap Zod's neck in, and, yeah. and, and, and the, 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 the people on the internet who claim that Superman has to take a life in order to... Like this new ver, this new modern version of Superman, where yep. it's like he has to take a life in order to realize how much he, in order to realize how precious life is, which is a nonsense statement. Because Fuck you, because then I would not be on trial yeah. if I were to shoot you right now. Exactly, because <laughs> like imagine if we lived our lives like that. Yo, we have to kill before we really appreciate life. Now we're not gods like Superman. But that doesn't make any fucking sense, especially the so way. So why would they, they hold you. me to? Why would they hold? Why wouldn't they hold him to a higher standard? Yeah. Why hold him to a less high standard? Exactly. Than an ordinary murderer. So when you get this horrible thing of like Superman has to kill in order to preserve, like it's fucking guard. And I'm all for. And here's the one time I yeah. spoke out loud during this movie. Yeah. Because I tried to whisper whenever you and I were kind of chatting about. So we don't want to ruin the movie for other people, even though two people in front of us walked, walked out, out, walked out of the you know film. What? Good, Good on, on those people. One of the guys was wearing Heroes. one of them was wearing a Detroit Red Wings hat, so I actually hope he tripped and fell and hurt himself on the way out. But like, <laughs> so other than that, neutral. but yeah, but other than that. Good on him for for like I don't wish anything other than he trips and falls and maybe scrapes his knee. That but was one all of the I most egregious on parts of this movie is they're having like sort of this um, intimate moment between Clark and Lois. And Lois says, you're not a killer. And I'm like, well... No, actually, you are a killer. Except for all those people he killed. Yeah, except for all those people you killed and the one guy whose neck you actually snapped. And here's the thing. I'm all for updating, modernizing these characters. Because one of the things they did in Man of Steel that that was good was having Lois figure out who Superman was right away. Because that's a product of a bygone era. There were two guys in the 40s who... In the 30s and 40s who created this character... And had Lois Lane, who was a journalist. And if you watch the 1978 Superman, Lois Lane is a journalist who can't spell. Which makes no sense. And the reason they do that is because the times were, eh, she's a woman. And women are stupid, right? And they can't figure stuff out. And and like, and like, Lois is just so... And not only is she stupid, but she's shallow enough that she's like... Oh, you know, like Superman, you know, look at this guy. He's an Adonis. I would let him, you know, take me behind the shed and bend me over and do whatever he wanted. And then, like, and then Clark, who who is the same dude, same build, just has glasses and is a little clumsy the way he's portraying Clark. And she's just like, oh, Clark, you're, you're such a goof. You're, hey, Smallville and stuff. And it's just, oh, and they fix that in Man of Steel with having Lois figure out who she, who he was right away and then once Lois once Lois figures it out it's just like it's not dumb like so updating characters in that sense is fine having Superman murder a character lets you know that you have no idea fucking it's okay to rewrite To Kill a Mockingbird Mm. you cannot like an update To Kill a Mockingbird to put it in a modern setting but you cannot retell To Kill a Mockingbird 
where the black guy actually does rape that woman. Or that Atticus is a racist. Which yeah. which is what Zack Snyder did. So Zack Snyder, you 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 are a rapist, is what I say. You are a rapist. I will have to rapist of a rapist. metaphorical rapist. Not okay. a literal rapist. A metaphorical <laughs> rapist. Right, let's be very clear here. We're not accusing him of rape. <laughs> I am. Nor am I metaphorical bel- rape. Nor am I belittling rape. So yeah, Superman dies at the end, and to what end? Like no, no way. Because why would they do that at all? Because at the end, he's like, "Oh, he's still alive. Never mind. Don't worry about it." Last two frames yeah. of the movie, are it was like he was in a alive. casket, and Lois threw dirt on the casket, which was symbolic of no. Was well, that's that's it was funerals. That's I suppose, but it was which is why those two gravekeepers were standing by the I side guess. there waiting for. But it was like, apropos of nothing because she like picked up dirt and then threw it in there. It, it's at the end of her acceptance. Like, yes, he is. At the end, and then the last two frames were. You get a shot of his coffin, but then the it's vibrating a bit. Yeah, the the dust like the, the dirt vibrates for literally two like, frames. Not oh even my a god, fucking and Batman, who if you've read, we know like they, 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 this is now no longer the Justice League. If they go this road, it's technically the Super Friends <laughs> because Batman's the guy who's like we've got to find the other metahuman. He, he like so they're at Superman's funeral and. He's standing next to By the Diana. Way, now, full like two and a half hours in this movie. I, two and a half, four hours, full seven hours in this movie. Yes, Batman has figured it out who mm-hmm. Clark Kent is <laughs> because yeah. he basically World's, told. No, him. no, no. He knew. He knew who it was because he he called him Clark in the when they were during the fight. Now, that's the other thing we have to talk about. Two sequences that I think were we talked about the the, the solidness of the beginning sequence. Yep. The other two sequences that I think were solid. Yes, were um, there's one point where. The kryptonite is transported to Metropolis on a boat. Batman knows this. And Luthor's thugs are trying to get the truck. Like, they load it on a truck. And they're trying to get the truck to Luthor's lab. And Batman is chasing them in the Batmobile. Wow, you thought that was a solid sequence. I thought it was a decent sequence. Because here's here's why. Ooh. In the movies, <laughs> in the past... They have I never. With it. Oh yeah, there were definitely problems with. There were definitely no. It was a good, like good action sequence, right? Mm-hmm. It, there were problems with it because Batman definitely kills during that sequence. See, here's where a Fast and Furious striker would be great. <laughs> yeah, but like, um, in the movies, they always use the Batmobile. They've never really used the Batmobile properly. This movie, I will say that they use the Batmobile properly because in the Nolan movies, Batman only uses the Batmobile to run away. That's right, yeah. Right? Like, he like he gets in it. Like, the cops are after him. He gets in the car, and he runs away. The cops are after him. He gets in the bat wing or the black lobster or whatever that fucking thing. Whatever they... They called it the bat, but it looked like a black lobster, yeah. right? He, he gets in that, and he flies away, right? Like, he just uses it to escape. Like, in the movie... Tim Burton movies, he gets in the car, and he just flies away. He never really uses it to be Batman. And he uses it to be Batman. He's chasing him down. He's firing. He's trying, like guys are shooting at him in cars. He's shooting at their wheels. But, and then he, he ironically, the best yeah. use that they have had before this was probably Batman and Robin when he uses the chase, Mr. Freeze. Chase, Mr. Freeze. Yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> well, ironically, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the best use of it. Oh, the dude. Oh, and I did <laughs> like the look of the Batmobile that they had in this. Cause it was like, it was similar to it, the, it felt like the animated series. It was similar to the animated series. It was, it was halfway between animated series and Tumblr. And the Tumblr. And it looked like the tank that they had in Arkham Knight when you get to use the Batmobile and it basically acts yeah. as like a tank so yeah. I kind of like the look I mean the sequence the thing that sucked about the sequence was Batman was obviously killing dudes while he was chasing them in, in the Batmobile well and not just that but yeah. he was wantonly killing dudes like I imagine I think at least four people died during that yeah of the thugs. well there was one point where he shot a bunch of guys in the car like, like when he shot the car which blew which, them up and then drove through it <laughs> yeah and then grappling hooked it too and was using it as like a wrecking ball 
and then used fired that car that had two people in it at another car that had two people in it, right? Which would right. I mean, you could argue that they didn't die, but they let, probably died. Let's assume, and this is a huge assumption. Let's assume that we're okay with Batman killing people in this, scene. which we're not. Which we're not. But let's just get past that, yeah, because we've brought it up and we've talked about it at length. Um, but the whole premise of that scene was he planted a tracking bug on Luthor's truck. Yeah. Which was great. That's classic Batman. Oh, we yeah. want him to be able to track it back. And to that the scene. shot, that I will say that the best shot in the movie is because Luthor and the guys are loading it into a truck on a dock. There's a giant crane. Yep. Batman is on top of the crane with a sniper rifle. With a sniper rifle, but it's just for and I'm like, shooting I trackers. I literally was like, like whispering on my breath, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> no, but he just shot the tracker. He didn't shoot yeah. a dude in the head with it. But like, they they had a good. Um, tracking shot they did a good 360 tracking shot of Batman and like the cape was flowing and, and, the, it was dark. and the reason and that like, scene worked is because that at you first like, you didn't realize yeah. Batman was even there and you were like which that's is the point because you should never Batman. realize yeah. that Batman there's, po- there's points in this movie where you go that's Batman that's Batman and then there's points where you go that's not Batman that's not Batman that's not Batman and unfortunately that's Homer that's yeah. Homer too <laughs> yeah right like and Sorry, you were, yeah, I interrupted you about the, uh, about the so, car So the problem I have with that scene is the whole point of that scene was that he puts the tracker on the truck so that if he loses them, he can still follow it. <laughs> Spoiler, he loses it. Yeah. But he's got the tracker on it. The issue is that he, at a point during that, trace, that, that chase scene, came out of somewhere and basically destroyed the back half of that truck, mm-hmm. barely missing that tracer. Like, sorry, suit Batman. What was your plan if you would have knocked that off yeah. or destroyed that part of the truck? Because you like, barely missed it. Because he's not the world's greatest detective in this one, right? Because he's like, at the end of the movie, because we again, we said Superman's dead. He's at the funeral with Diana. They're standing over one, because Superman had like many graves. Because they had a bunch of like pretend funerals where they were like across the world over. Where they were like, we're burying Superman in effigy and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, they had like that big... Uh, mass funeral in like Washington and yeah. Metropolis and so you had no idea where he was at where his body was actually buried and so Bat's standing next to Diana and him and Diana are the only ones who've seen that metahuman file so they know that the Flash is out there Cyborg's out there Aquaman's out there and yeah, the, two only, of them the person are there. who knows about this is Luthor who's now in jail yeah and Luthor's in jail at the end of the film and again giving like rhyming soliloquies at the sure, end as if sure. he's a fucking Shakespearean villain and well, he's fully but off his mind by this in point. a terrible way, and I mean, to go back, how much do we blame Jesse Eisenberg for this? Because I like, don't, I don't, I don't think so. Like because he's, he's gonna been get a, typecast into an Aspie type character, and they turn that up to fourteen. He's gonna get a lot of blame for this, and I don't blame him because they asked him to be at fourteen, and they gave him nothing to work with except I, this. Well, here's movie. the thing: I, I want to say Luthor is the worst part of this movie. I don't yeah. want to say that Jesse Eisenberg. I, I agree. just don't think it's And fault. to be honest, I, I actually didn't even know that that was Luthor. Like when he was, when, I don't even think. They didn't say his... Because he's got flowing strawberry Yeah, he's got... That's what, and that's what I mean. I think that totally... They shaved his head off. at the end of the movie, which was... Yeah, okay. Which, okay, Luthor now begins. he looks more like him, but, like, mm-hmm. I was just like, who is this guy? I don't even understand. I thought that was, like, maybe, like, mm-hmm. somebody on the photography team. You know what I mean? Like, on we from the even, Daily Planet. Like, I'm like, who yeah, is this We haven't guy? even mentioned the senator who was played by Elastigirl. <laughs> um, who, like, she was fine, but for, for what she was given. But, like, Luthor has a bunch of scenes with her. And you're watching these scenes, and they like they they, they make no sense because I guess yeah I couldn't tell whether she was intimidated by him or not. And like Luthor, Luthor wanted um her Luthor wanted her to uh, hey Lando, uh, Luthor wanted, it's our dog Lando making a cameo appearance. Uh, Luthor, first dog on the podcast, yeah, first dog on the podcast. 
Luthor wanted to build like Luthor's motivations in this movie. That's the, that's one of the, like I keep I've got a new the worst part of this movie every five minutes. But one of the worst parts <laughs> of this movie was Luthor has absolutely no motivations for doing anything in this movie, and he tries to get like why does he hate Superman in this well, movie? Well. And sorry, was he He's... in the movie before this? No. Like the, the no. other? No, because no, Zod okay, was the so bad guy, that, that's right? That's what I mean. There's different. There's certain parts about the movie where I was like, I don't understand. How did he find out that this person is? I, I, You're supposed to take it in much faith. As this hurts to say, Curly, I think you probably need to watch Madness. No, you don't need to watch. <laughs> Not Madness, anymore. Dude. Not anymore. But it, like, it, you should have watched it before seeing this. And I don't think you I need to recommend it. No, it's Man of Steel is so fucking terrible, and somehow this movie is worse than than Man of Steel. I don't. I didn't think that was possible, but. It happened, and man, well, because I, I you're just, now like it's not just portraying Superman as this person who's like a murderer and the la la. Like Batman. now, Batman's looking the same, and like well, you're just portraying all the characters, not Batman, as they fine, are. Because and... Luthor's motivation in this is he has motivation. Let let let's assume he does. Fuck is someone is that's a lar- that's a rather deep assumption, sir. Because fuck, there's nothing going on with well, Luthor in this movie. Because here's the thing: is the Luthor that you and I know mm-hmm. and love. Yeah. Let's say Superman animated Clancy Brown Luthor. Yes. Um, his motivation is basically that he's this cool, calm, and collected businessman who's kind of uh, connived his way to the top. But he's a smart dude, and he's mm-hmm. definitely running the show. Um, he has no reason to be evil other than to be Superman's foil. He just he can't stop. Is is Luthor's big thing? Is he he he's always got to be doing something. He's never yeah. satisfied with what he has. He has to get be more powerful. Mm-hmm. All the time, and and, and even in, in in the don't in the, stop, don't stop. Yeah, in the comics, it can't stop, won't stop. Eh, eh, eh. That's Lex Luthor. Can't stop till he gets enough. Yeah, and just freaking um, in the comics and in the animated series, it was always Luthor ran Metropolis. Luthor built Metropolis. Luthor. So they didn't we even built say this that, city. Yeah, they didn't even say stuff like I'm Luthor and I'm pissed off because I built half of Metropolis and this fucker destroyed half of it and now I got to rebuild they it. Easily like, could which have they easily could have done. Exactly. That's, that's one line of dialogue. Yeah, that's, well, and that's the thing. Even actually looking back, like he mentioned his dad, and I think that that's why he's I supposed thought, to be Lex Luthor Junior. Oh, okay, right? see, like, that's what I thought. I thought that he was because he said he said he my dad is the Lex in LexCorp. Yeah. He was his son, and I had just missed. That the, was the that's another one of Luthor in in the Superman movie that's that another is. one of Zack Snyder's ways of changing a character and trying to get away with it was he made him Lex Luthor Jr. right and then which is why he's like I've got this flowing red hair and, I, and I'm basically millennial neurotic with Asperger's and I'm shooting basketballs during you know like like I'm, I'm a cool guy like I'm young I'm cool, Lex, like, I'm Lex yeah. Zuckerberg <laughs> yeah I'm Lex Zuckerberg basically right where I'm a software engineer so like we're at work but we're shooting basketballs and yeah. stuff and welcome like, to my open concept office yeah and and, with and my seven foot tall Asian but, like secretary said, but, yeah who was Mercy but they gave her no, but they called her Mercy but they gave her no she didn't yeah, have she a had line like, she had zero lines no she had some lines I don't remember her saying yeah, when she was talking with Bruce at yeah, the party all oh, right right she right, she, right. she had maybe. 15 words. Yeah, and it was just... And it was another way for And him. also, Lex yeah. definitely blew her the hell up. Yeah, <laughs> and and of course, you know, like, they, they made her Asian because the way to make the movie feel less racially insensitive is to add a minority, right? Well, <laughs> I didn't mind her as the, as no, as she, the unspoken well, person. Well, what the fuck were they supposed well, to Well, yeah, her? I mean, neutral because yeah. she had no part in that movie at all. But, like, they, they could have easily said, like, like, like I said... That Luthor was pissed off at Superman because he blew up half of his city, but they didn't. And usually, the motivation for Lex Hope hating Superman is, 
Lex is an arm dealer on the arms dealer on the side and does he's a bad guy. Well, sure, he's a super he corporate can, guy, and, but he and, can't and help she, himself. And you can always couch it in yeah. in, you know, here are my ulterior motives yeah. because I'm an arms dealer and I make weapons and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Because I just love power. Because I'm Luthor and I just more sure. power. More and, power, And those right? are his real motivations. Unlimited power! That's <laughs> but, what he's after. But you can always couch it in, you know, yeah. I can talk to the media or the Senate right. and say something along the lines of, he's a, we he's don't a know can Superman. Oil, man. He's slick, he's right? A, like, he's a powder keg. Because we, he can always talk to the media and say, we don't know anything about Superman. Yeah. How do we know we can trust him to not destroy us? And also, he's an alien overlord. And usually, at some, and usually, a lot of Luthor's motivation for hating him is xenophobia done right. Yes, and uh, usually a lot of hate, a lot of Luthor's hatred for Superman stems from like Superman stops a bunch of his arms dealings. Oh, sure. And then Luthor goes, "Fuck, I gotta stop this guy." He's he's stopping, and that becomes the motivation. But the point is, it's just Luthor is portrayed to the public because I, as Johnny Nobody. I mean, if you tell me that Luthor hates Superman because he blew up his secret arms dealings overseas, yeah. like, good. Yeah, just something. But if you this tell one, me, it's like, just like, but he's a politician, too, yeah. basically. In this one, it's like Luthor looks at a painting his dad held in the, in, in the wing of his thing and says, uh, like, you know, devils come from above. We've got to be afraid. So he's, like, vaguely afraid of, of a godlike character. And it's like, and even that's a fucking, like, that's me... As Mr. Fantastic slash Elongated Man slash Plastic Man stretching, stretching, <laughs> stretching for a fucking motivation for this character, and then. But like, what was with the riddles? Like, why was he talking in riddles oh, throughout the whole God. movie? Because it was, it was so fucking bizarre. a poorly written movie. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, it was. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, it was terrible. But oh, I mean, like, I don't think a villain has chewed the scenery that badly since Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Like was that the last time a, a, a villain? Because like, like I, I Eisenberg was like... chewing the scenery, and you know what? Good for him. If 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 because Eisenberg probably knew he was in a bad movie, and he's like, "Fuck it, play it big." Well, right? he like, had to. No, listen, I, we're not blaming Eisenberg for this because if someone because he wasn't even Lex Luthor, if he someone was gave me a script that said like, "You're Luthor, you're like you know kind of off the wall and unreal about this," he did that fantastically. Like, I believe that Luthor. I just don't like that Luthor. No, no. That's oh. not my Luthor. It was Mad Hatter meets the Joker. Like, if if that's like the our... version of Luthor they were going for, Jesse Eisenberg did it perfectly. Yeah, but Luthor is supposed to be calculated. But he's not. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right? He's, like, no, he's nothing like that. Yeah. I don't understand oh, party fell. why. <laughs> I just don't understand why they made his character, character that way when I've never, ever seen it that way. Is that, like, in the new, like... Whatever. No, the new 52, 52 is... No, like, no. He's still Luthor where he's like a calculated dude who figures stuff out and he's he, he's like one of the three most... Second in- smartest man in the yeah, world. Yeah, he's one of the three because the three... I think they said like the, the, the most intelligent dudes in the DC universe are Bruce Wayne. This is in no discernible order, but Bruce Wayne, uh, Curtis Holt, Mr. Terrific, uh, Luthor. Luthor and Ray Palmer. And Luthor is, you know... One of those guys, and he's the guy who figures shit out, gets his iron suit, builds his iron kryptonite suit to fight Superman. He's not just, woohoo, I'm crazy, and I'm doing stuff. Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. I'm the Joker. He's he's not Lex Luthor as the Joker, right? Like, it's just. And it's certainly not Lex Luthor as Mark Zuckerberg. And if it wasn't Luthor, this would uh, kind of been a sort of a good villain. Because, like, I did kind of dig the. I did kind of dig the... I mean, if it wasn't Luthor, I think I would have dug the scene on the top of the helipad, on the top of LexCorp, 
when he like turn because like sets the clock when he the sets the, yeah when he sets the egg timer and then explains to Superman I've stolen your wife you go kill mom. Batman you I've stolen your wife sorry I stole your mom you go kill the Batman or I kill her in a very villainous way it might have worked if it wasn't supposed to be Lex Luthor because at the very which by the way I guess Lex figured out that Clark Kent is Superman yeah. I don't know how they That's never explained I mean. that. and he figured out ba- and he figured out Bruce Wayne was Batman too because he was sending Batman like all of these. Yeah, like th- like threatening letters to piss off Batman, and knew that like Bruce Wayne had let his dad let his right. family and, and, and die. And as much as I hate like to look at Man of Steel as a positive example, at least we can follow Lois's kind of figuring out who yeah. Superman is. And Amy Adams, whereas we're just like... assumed to know because of this. And I said this before on the podcast: if it takes Amy Adams as like as Lois Lane uh, forty five minutes to figure out who Superman is in Man of Steel, Batman should already know it going into this. Yeah. And, but and they never they never expressed that because didn't he call him Clark in the middle of the fight? And that's fine. Yeah, I think yeah, he I did. thought he did. But I which mean, the fight was actually and maybe he did know it immediately. But we don't. And and when they have that meeting at uh, Luthor's uh, mm. gala, which by the way, why was he even there? And uh, <laughs> and we keep the record for. Superhero movies, uh, the galas in yeah, superhero movies. That streak is still alive. That streak is still alive. We can't ever lose that streak. There will never not be a gala. Yeah. Uh, so if, if we're assuming that, like, the only way that scene makes sense at all is if we assume, because I never explain it, that Luther knows who Clark is, mm-hmm. Luther knows who Bruce is. Yeah. Bruce Clark knows who Bruce is. I think Clark kind of figured like, out. They both he, know yeah. who each other are at that scene already yeah. because Bruce is making snide comments at him too. Yeah. Well, I don't think. Like, I think everyone I think knows who each other that is gala, at that point. I think at that gala event was when Clark was when Clark kind of yeah and could hear him talking to Alfred. Well, no, he could. He could. He used his super hearing. That's what I mean. Yeah. He could, mean. Yeah. He but could here's hear. The thing. Yeah. If you're Clark Kent, and I'm not talking. And Jeremy Irons was was good in this. Fantastic. But I mean, they gave Jeremy Irons is always good. Yeah. They they gave him little to work with, but like. He listen, was, Jeremy's iron. Yeah, Jeremy's iron. But uh, he was he was he was good as as an Alfred in this. But like, I mean, he didn't have much to do. But no, he the I, little he they had gave as him much speech as well. Yeah. You know, he, he had some good lines. But I mean, yeah, he got a, say, he got like he slightly more like Gal Gadot, He got he more slightly time. more screen time than Gal Gadot, but still more of him and <laughs> less just more of him and less of Luthor talking to politicians is 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 what I would. Well, and, say and, for this movie. And here's what I'm thinking: is is what was my point? <laughs> I was going to say like if if you're Clark Kent and you're not Superman, let's just say you're being Clark Kent, you're mm-hmm. in that identity. Luthor invites you to this gala because he knows who you are and he wants to make it some sort of scene. Why? Like, do you not question that? You're Clark Kent. You joined the the staff of um, the Daily Planet. The Daily Planet, like a year ago, maybe. Um, you're working on sports pages at the I time. I buy that. I buy that though. That's that's. I buy that because sharp soups is not the sharpest knife in the in the drawer, right? Like, yes, he is. Well, he's, he's not dumb, but he's, he's not the not sharpest. Dumb. He's not the world's greatest detective like Batman's supposed to be, right? Where Batman suspects everybody at all times. Like Superman is a guy who is always going to give Superman someone is the not benefit. paranoid. I'll give you that. Exactly. He's always a guy who's going to give somebody the benefit of the doubt, and he will stupidly. I guess at this point, has he no will reason stupid, to distrust Luthor, and has no reason to distrust Luthor, right? But, I think that like. For me, like when I watch, um, like I think it was this—it was the Superman episode, like in in the cartoon where they where there's like a crossover or whatever, and, and Batman World's comes over, right? Okay, 
So he oh, goes, that's and, and they they meet. <laughs> Watch that instead of this. They please. meet each other for the first time, and I remember Superman can see through and realizes it's Bruce Bruce, Bruce yeah. Wayne, and then Bruce Wayne like tags put him. A track around Superman. That's such a good. That's a, such and a good and easy minutes, way that they you could have exactly an easy way that they could have put in and it's believable this movie, and then people would understand. Oh, okay, like I get how they found out their identities. Blah blah blah. Like. But it just they're and not putting it, in this. It feels like they have you. You understand how they could figure out who each other are, but they never go out of their way to explain it. And for me, like there were so many things that happened in the movie that I felt like, okay, that could have been taken out. I don't really care about what's going on with the politician. I don't really care about what right Lex is doing in this crazy spaceship thing you know what I mean Whereas... Lex is vaguely threatening somebody again <laughs> yeah Jesus. like I feel like that would have been really interesting and made sense for I guess like the audience to understand how they how they figured out their identities but well, I mean like for as long and in- interminable as this movie is uh, the pacing 12 hour long movie yeah. I think it's still going on we're still watching it actually as we're recording this I, podcast. I feel like I'm it's still, still living it yeah it's still going on um, as long and interminable as this movie is and as much screen time as they have to to have Captain Exposition type characters Ugh. there is so much that went unexplained in this movie that I don't know where they use that time. I watched this movie I don't think I looked away from screen for a second despite my best intentions like I would took off my 3D glasses a few times to rub my eyes in disbelief. Like, good God, am I? Is this actually happening in front of me right now? Um, but I, other than that, I was present for this whole movie, and there's a lot of stuff that I guess you have to take on faith because, despite the running screen time of it, they don't explain anything. No, there's nothing. Go- like, like it's a terrible script. It's a terrible script. They don't explain. Luthor's motivations and Luthor is a guy who's like Luthor's like hey Superman I want you to kill Batman and and like and this happens at like the fucking seven hour mark of the movie and you're like why why do you want him to kill and then Luthor's like well I thought the bat could maybe kill you and I will say and if you, you manage so loud you're like What's your plan here, Lex? Like, why, Lex? I was like, why? <laughs> like, why, what's, Lex? What's the best case scenario here for you, Lex? Yeah, like, what, what do you hope to gain from this, Lex? Is it, like, like it, you've made a like powerful you... enemy here in a very circumstantial, like, way. And, and for no reason. Like, why do you hate Superman, Lex? Like, it, they, 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 they vaguely, and again, this is me stretching, they... Tr- they tried to make it seem like Luthor was just afraid of Superman and he's just afraid of gods, but like that's stretching. Well, they don't do that because he says that, but at no point do you believe it. No. And it's so poorly told. And it's just like, like that's not my Luthor. My Luthor just like my Luthor goes after Superman because it's a challenge to him. Right. Cause he's like, I, you know what? He's like, like Luthor, well, because like, Luthor, it, the, our Luthor. Yeah. Owned the world. Yeah. Superman came into it mm-hmm. and threatened yeah. to take that away. And Luthor's thing was also like, I had to work, I had to pull, like Luthor was a, uh, a dude who had to pull himself, like he wasn't born he into wealth, right? He pulled himself up from his bootstraps and went to college and then took over the world and, and you know, like, you know, like took over, built an entire city yeah, in Metropolis. He, yeah, he, he did took it on over his own. the world on blood, sweat, and tears. Blood, sweat, and tears, and then Soup shows up in like a different fucking, you, you know, different fucking atmosphere, and is get, and is just like born Better. with this stuff. And yeah. and Luthor's like, I had to work to get all this, and you're born with it. Fuck you! Like I'll take you down. Like 
Which like, is that's our Luthor, and then a you lot get of people, none of that in and, this And this movie. is where I have a problem with a lot of comic fans, because they're like, oh, you know, we love Batman, we hate Superman, because no, he's Boy Scout, we don't care for it. No. You know what? And if they you... prove that the Boy Scout can work, too, with fucking Captain America. And, and then, we don't get Boy Scout Superman, we get, even, now they put a little more color in, credit where credit's due, they put a little more color into the costume and stuff this God. time around, as opposed to the Man of Steel. And there were some but fantastic visuals Still, Still no joy. Like, still no joy no and hope. In with, that fucking Superman character. I and have, it's like, S stands for hope? Does it? I'm like, ugh. I have no problem with the visuals in this movie. Yes. And they actually did some decent CG. Oh, yeah. Nothing looks shitty. Like, yeah, I don't think anything even, looks uh, shitty. And we'll, in this movie. we'll get to this because we haven't even touched on this yet. Doomsday? Doomsday. <laughs> like, like, nothing looked shitty. I think we, we can say that. Like, there was no things where they're like, boy, that looks fucking terrible. But it was just. It's not that. It's, it's, it's also the fact that there is, like, um, ten plots going on. Like you have, you have, <laughs> oh, you, have sub you have plots. The, you have the fact there's that there's no main plot. There's, there's a subplot. There's Batman <laughs> who's mad at Superman. You've got Superman and like the lowest thing going on. You've got Lex mad about the situation. You've got the politician in there. Then there's like all these flashbacks. It's just like okay, this whole movie is <laughs> what, is it's what happens. And when that's you... why I'm like, am I missing something? It's what happens when you try to no. It's it... Warner Brothers is so far behind Marvel in the cinematic universe that they tried to cram four movies into one. And that's why Screen Junkies, who I bagged on a little bit earlier for the Lobo comment, but <laughs> had a great thing where they called it, when they did a trailer, a teaser for this, they were like, because this movie's called Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of the Justice, the Dawn of Justice, they, they called it like, Bat, ooh, pardon me, they called it Batman, Superman, Rush to the Justice League, right? Which is what they're trying to do. They're trying to rush to, yeah, the, Justice rush to League the Justice League so that they can get their big Avengers, Avengers movie. And it's which is like, unfortunate because if you so then base it off of like even the like the the very first episode of Justice League is it Justice League Unlimited? The very first episode where they meet the Martian Manhunter. That's the and first. Like, that's Justice they League. Have, yeah. Like the different characters and kind of see where they come from. Okay, well then have it sort of come and that's what happens. That way. That's like, what happens when you put. Zack Snyder and David Goyer in charge of it instead of a Jeff Johns, instead of a Greg, Mark, uh, Greg Berlanti, Mark Guggenheim. Greg Berlanti should be bumped up to the movies, is all I'm saying. He shouldn't be, like, directing or anything, well, but he should be the Kevin Feige who's in charge of the scripts and is on set every day making sure everybody's that because got writing for TV is different than writing for a movie. No, I'm not saying he should be writing. I'm saying he should be the guy at the top who is approving scripts uh, and is on set okay, every day making sure that everybody's on fucking point. Producer. Yeah, everybody's on fucking point. Because like, is, right? is this not like kind of if you were the person who created Batman and Superman, all these characters, like looking mm-hmm. at this script and looking at the movie and being like, "Hey, this is we, not what I uh, created. Like, this is not no. anything." We did. We didn't. We didn't well, acknowledge. No, I would no, find that. I will say, offensive. you know what? I, 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 you're right, Carly, and you made me remind me of something because you know what? Actually, the best part of this movie is the fact that it said Batman created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. That is the best part of this movie. The fact that Finger finally the, the magic, the magic finger. Of of Bill Finger finally got some credit for like he he's been in a few like of the animated stuff but on the big ass screen unfortunately he had to be Bob in this Kane. piece of shit but Bill Finger finally got some credit for Bob Kane that, that Bob Kane stole from him for fucking because Bill Finger created the Batman like 
Bob Kane basically created, he's like, I got this idea for a guy who dresses like a bat. I'm going to call him Batman. Do and, you get it? And then Bill Finger was like, that's a good idea, but what if we created Alfred, Robin, the Batmobile, he had a Batcave. What if we, I don't know, fought the Joker? What do you think? You know, like, what do you think about all this? Everything else. Yeah, what, what do you think about everything else? What if he didn't kill? What if he didn't carry a gun? Because you're drawing him with a gun there, Bob Kane. Like, like, and it's just like... Like so, yeah. The, the magic finger finally finally got a little credit for for that, but like, which is actually kind of a shame. And there's a few points in this movie where, like, and that's a good example where he's finally getting the credit for the sort of thing like, what if Batman, all of these things, and they yeah. ignore all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, during the Doomsday fight, and I actually wanted to cry during this part. Yeah, because Doomsday uh, looked like shit. But, like, the CGI didn't not, look not terrible. No, 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 it was no, just no. The, the It's a specific design. set piece that they had. Because one of the first things that happens is Doomsday emerges. Superman gets into, uh, you know, proximity with him. And Doomsday busts him down. Where he busts him down directly to is the Superman memorial from everyone who died during... Um, Man of Steel. The Man of Steel sequence. Mm-hmm. So they immediately desecrate that memorial, which is completely... Is disrespectful to everything that happened in that movie. Yeah. And that movie is not a beacon of light in my life. But it's a movie where people died despite the fact that they didn't have to. It was the world's greatest terrorist attack on Metropolis. And they just shit on it in this. By destroying that memorial. Unless Zack Snyder doesn't even respect his own. Have Superman... Against all odds, defending that memorial. Yeah. That's a Superman I can respect. Yeah. Because I know I did some bad stuff before in Man of Steel. But I'm going to make up for but it. But I'm going to make up for Which it Which they tried to do in like a two minute montage where it shows like Batman saving, or Batman, Superman saving people at like uh, the crazy dead people Christmas that they celebrate in Mexico. There was like a woman Dia burning. Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, Dia de los Muertos, right? And then, well, so, sure, but which that is was where you got that shot of people in the, which yeah, I was always literally about. worshiping him. Yeah, where people are literally worshiping him, but they've got like, the skull paint. Yeah, the skull paint and stuff. I was like, what is that all about? But it was, it was that, and then there's a montage of like, a shuttle blows up, and because apparently NASA was very negligent in, in launching a shuttle, and then it blows up, so, Superman saves them, and then I think they show him saving a cat out of a tree, which is like, their nod to the Dick Donner verse, but like, <sighs> you know what? Something that I didn't even think of when I was watching the movie, or well, I mean, throw it out there, baby. Um, I didn't make the connection that Superman and Batman had the same, like their moms. Their moms the same, both had, had the same, same name. name. I didn't even think of that. And it's then, one of those things that then, you don't notice until you notice yeah, it. Yeah, and then yeah. when it happened, I was just like, oh my god, yeah, like that. And yeah. I, I actually kind of because we should that mention part because yeah. when she's when he's like. You know what I mean? I can mm-hmm. see you being Batman, Batman and doing like, that, yeah. and flipping out and being like, "How? Why are you saying her name? Like, how? Like, what are you yes. talking about?" And then when she came in and said, they... "That's his mom's name," like mm-hmm. I'm just like, "Oh wow, that's I I didn't even think of that. I I liked that. I thought that was a yeah. Good, that was that's yeah. Like that's one of those things you don't notice until you notice that Batman and Superman both have the same. Well, Superman's adopted mother, Batman's real mother. They they're both named Martha. Um, I will say this. I was going to say one of the other things that I thought if you can manage to fit through sit through the first 10 hours of the movie the actual fight sequence between Batman and Superman which is what you slapped down your money for which is what you took you you, you took your, your hand and you reached into your pocket and you pulled out your hard earned money and you slapped it on the table to see was Batman fight Superman the actual fight 
was pretty good. And you know what? My parents Seven called minutes. my parents called me today to yeah. ask how the movie was, and I told them my opinion. And and um, yeah. and they asked how um, how yeah. that exact scene went down, and I had said, you know, like I mean, okay, yes, that part was good, but like, yeah. but, it, but it's like there's just so much bad that yeah, you just exactly. you don't forget even about it. Yeah, yeah. You totally because the movie's seven it. hours and that's probably about seven minutes. Yeah, and, and but like the actual the actual fight where they where they punch in like Batman's punching Superman in the face and Superman's picking him up and throwing him by his cape and Batman comes back. Well, and they both have some good blows in that yeah, too. Because exactly. The, the part Which where what Superman's you got him up against the yeah. wall and he's beating the shit out of him, but then he suddenly gets like yeah. stronger again. Yeah, close. And it's suddenly Batman shoots Superman with like a crypt with like kryptonite gas. Yeah, and so it weakens him for a period of time. So bat so and we know Superman doesn't know how to actually fight. So Superman tries to throw a punch and Batman blocks it and he's like pathetic. And then you know he starts feeding him like martial arts shots and he's like. Yeah, now you're on my level, bud. And now yeah. I'm kicking the shit out of you. But then Batman, you know, pins him up against the wall, feeds him, yeah. sh- feeds him like six shots to the face. Yeah. The first two connect, and then the third one, he's like weaker. He's a little. He's he, you know, the third one, Superman starts getting some of his power back, so the jaw doesn't move. Yeah. The fourth one, yeah, you know, he moves a little bit. But the, the fifth and sixth, yeah, yeah, he doesn't even move, and then and Batman basically breaks his wrist against his face. Yeah, and Batman's like, uh oh, <laughs> and then he, he has, yeah, yeah, he has he to really try, and then suits. The man of steel. Yeah, that was probably my favorite shot. Yeah, and then. Like like the, the actual fight was not terrible. The problem is you have to sit through nineteen hours of crap yeah, before and, you and get that, there. That shot, that fight scene was more or less yeah. lifted from Dark Knight Rises. Retur- Dark, Dark Knight Returns, Retur- like the great the Bible of comic books. Which um, Zack Snyder tried to piss on one of the great scenes. Like Zack Snyder, here's the thing: if you're a religious fanatic, um, Zack Snyder took the Bible of comic books. So imagine a man setting the Bible down and then either setting it on fire. Or pulling his pants down and pissing on the Bible, and then and then setting it on fire. All right, all right. He took the Bible of comic books <laughs> okay, because right. he's a rapist. Because he's a rapist. Uh huh. He took one of the and scenes. A and apparently a heretic. Now. And a, her- a heretic, a, <laughs> and a murderer, and a rapist, and and just an all round. I mean, this guy's a real jerk, right? Like, <laughs> if, if I can quote Norm Macdonald, we don't like him. <laughs> if I can quote Norm Macdonald, I mean, I mean, Zack Snyder's a real jerk, right? <laughs> so you convinced me. So. One of the scenes in Dark Knight Returns, which is the Bible of comic books written by Frank Miller in 1986, who him and Alan Moore turned in a... 1986 is the greatest year of the history of comic books. Him and Alan Moore turned in a performance Well, because we talked about a lot of stuff that happened. What happened in 1986? We had Dark Knight Returns. Frank Miller did Born Again. We had Watchmen. Watchmen, and I think there was a lot of really good Swamp Thing, and I'm... Don't quote me on this, but I... I think Alan Moore created V for Vendetta that year as well. I was going to say V for and Vendetta. Alan Moore, oh, oh, Alan Moore also did the killing joke that year. He did oh, the, wow, he yeah, did the defining joke. Joker origin story. It's funny because we had two defining Batman stories that yeah, year. Yeah, two defining Batman stories that year. But Frank watch, Miller man. did the Bible of comic books, The Dark Knight Returns. One of the sequences that they did ape in this kind of beat for beat was... Soundwave stuff? Well, no, no, no. Well, yeah, the Soundwave thing when they start. But, like, Batman... Eventually, Batman and Superman becomes friends. Spoiler alert, you knew that was going to happen unless you don't understand how writing works. Um, Batman and Superman become friends. And Lex has Martha Wayne... Or Martha Wayne. Martha Clark. Or Martha Kent. Thank you. I've had a couple of beers. Uh, Martha (laughs) Kent is... at his warehouse and that Russian dude who I mentioned earlier with the fucking Oakleys has like a flamethrower attached to his bag. He's got a gas power thing with a flamethrower attached to his back and he's like waiting for this timer to click down because I mentioned the egg timer earlier. Once his timer goes down, he's going to set Martha Wayne on fire. And 
That's a really dark thing. Oh, incredibly yes, dark. Like, well, see, like, it was, it's like, all part of the like, it, burning thing. Yeah, it couldn't like, just be like a that, fucking... But I feel like that's not even that. Like, it's just like, okay, I don't think Lex is, like, would go that far. As no, like, Lex... is a lunatic in this. Yeah. Not our Lex. Yeah, that's But this Lex would. Lex is not a guy who's like, okay, here's what you do. You kneecap burn her. Burn the witch. You burn the witch. Uh, he's like, here's what you do. You kneecap her twice. Let her bleed out for 20 minutes. Really suffer a little bit. Then you shoot her. You Not in the head. Up. You beat her up a little bit with some ba- baseball bats. After about an hour or so, then you put her out of her misery with a bullet to the brain. That's not Lex. Lex just goes, all right, fucking shoot her. Right? Because he's like, he, Lex is not a guy who enjoys suffering. No, he's just like, if I have to kill you. Like, yeah. lock her up and then yeah, that he's would like, be that. If I have to kill you, I will, but I'm, it's not going to be a whole thing. No, I'm just going to shoot yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Exactly. He's like, it's not going to be a whole thing. I'm just going to shoot you. Because I don't enjoy this, like, but unfortunately, this is my only move, and I'm going to do it. That's our Lex Luthor, which is unfortunately not what we got. And so, Bats shows up, and you get that really cool kind of sequence where it's kind of like the video game Arkham Knight, where or like just any of the Arkham games where you're Batman and there's like a group of thugs. Yep. Bats shows up, he you know punches three guys, throws a battering at one guy, feels like the, fires the, his grappling the second trailer. Right? Yeah, fires his grappling trailer. Fires his grappling hook at one guy, yanks the grappling hook. The guy's yeah. body goes flying. Jumps over, dude grabs him by the head. And yeah, like, choke slams him into a slam, into a thing. Into Yo, a grappling hooks another guy, yanks that guy. His body goes flying into another Throws dude. Throws him off across yeah. the room. That the he, other dude. Yeah, he he grappling hooks the third guy by the legs. You know, uh, rakes him up, shoots a bunch of things. And we on got their, the extended version. I yeah. see this was, was pretty damn yeah. good. Yeah, shoots a bunch of things on their guns so their guns don't work, yep. and you're like, okay. Okay, this is that's fucking, my Batman. That's my Batman. This is fucking Batman. And then like kicks another dude, so he goes flying into another dude and stuff. And then he gets into the next room, and so the next, so after he beats off those guys, he climbs to the top of the tower because this hero's got to climb to the top of the tower to rescue the princess, right? And the princess in this version is is Martha Kent. Sure. And so now there's only two guys left. One guy's holding a like a an automatic rifle at the door, and the other guy is the dude with the with the flamethrower pack pointed at Martha Wayne. And the, the guy with the AK is at is is like leaned up against the wall, pointing a, a, his his gun at the door, and Batman bursts through the wall, and this is straight frame for frame yep. out of the Dark, Dark Knight, Knight out of the Dark Knight Returns. Batman bursts through the wall, grabs the guy, and points his gun like uses him as a human shield and points his gun at the guy with the flamethrower. Now in the comic book, it was a bunch of mutant thugs who had kidnapped the baby and they were holding the baby hostage so batman is holding a a dude uh, like holding the guy's gun at the guy who is now holding a baby and has a gun like fixed on the baby's head and says i'll do it man i'll fucking do it and batman in this one instead of you know a gun at the baby he's got a flamethrower held at martha wayne and he's like i'll burn her i'll fucking do it and in the Dark Knight Returns, Batman shoots the guy, but the way it, like, he takes the gun and he's like, I'm, I'm Batman and I don't shoot guns, but this is my only move. Batman shoots him, and I always took it as Batman shot him in the shoulder. And, like, the way it's, fr- yeah, and winged him, and then saved the baby. And the guy goes like, you know, don't do it, man. Like, I'll fucking shoot the baby. And then Batman shoots him in the shoulder, wings him, saves the baby. And then as he saves the baby, he goes, I believe you. Right? And this one... The guy's like, I'll fucking burn her, man. I'll fucking burn her. And then Batman... Shoots like Bruce, the hose. Yeah, like Bruce, like, like Affleck goes, I believe you. And I was kind of like, oh, cool. But then he shoots the tank yeah. on the guy's back. Which blows like him up. Four seconds of, yeah. this is gonna blow. Blows him up and kills him. And as he's, like, blowing... So Batman effectively shoots someone and kills them in this movie. And, and then Zack Snyder, I know in an interview, 
claim that he's like, well, in Dark Knight Returns, he shot him and killed him. I'm like, no, that's your interpretation because you're a fucking idiot based on the on the frames that he's given. Because I always took it as Batman shot him in the shoulder and then saved the baby because he's my Batman and, and that's how, that guy. and disabled that guy and knocked him out and then saved the baby. But because he's Zack Snyder and he's a fucking idiot, he had Batman shoot the guy in the pack and blow him up effectively having Batman shooting and killing someone but then he was able to save Martha Kent and it was just like speaking of which let me ask you something about this movie why did Bruce end up being friends with Clark because because they had the same their Their their, moms had the same name name, basically well is that good enough I mean uh, that's that's kind of thing but if you if you're like me you dig deep into the fact that because, um, again, going back. So, Batman and Superman are at the end. And Batman is going to kill Superman with the fucking kryptonite spear that he built, right? Like, yeah. he's going to drive that into his heart, right? And here's the thing I liked about this movie. The, yeah. This fight scene. Yes. Is Super- Batman was at basically every point of this winning. Yes. Which is fine. Yes. Because Superman... Because he's the Batman! Which is fine. Because, yeah. if, because if you have people, like... Here's the thing with this fight, is you can never have it resolve in a he won or he won sort of way. Yeah. Because they, they've done this fight in many different iterations, it's always Batman versus Superman who yeah. wins. And that's the thing, sorry to interrupt you, that's the thing, if you read the comics, Batman versus Superman is a thing. You don't know who is going to win when those two guys hook up in a fight. And the, the, the lay person will be like, how could Batman beat Superman? Superman's got all these powers, Batman's just a rich guy with a suit. Your average nerd will say, how if can you, Superman possibly win? Because Batman is Batman. Is the fucking Batman. The but, like, that's a thing. If you read that in the comics, when Batman and Superman hook up, it's a fucking thing, and you don't know who's going to win the fight. usually not when a clear winner. Yeah. Uh, in this case, I liked it, actually, because they went along with that. Mm-hmm. Because despite the fact that Batman was dominating the whole fight, I liked it because... Soup's got his shots in, though. I thought it was great. No, Soup's got his shots in, but at no point during that fight did Superman even want to fight. Yes. He was being coerced and wanted to talk it out. By Luthor for, for no reason. And, and that is my Superman. That's yeah. my Superman. Yeah, that, that, that's they, the best Superman in this movie. Yeah, that's the best instance of Superman in this movie. Um, what I was thinking, though, is that <clears throat> what would have happened if uh, they didn't make it and the, that Lex just released this crazy monster thing? Like, does Lex have control over this thing? And like, now, what? Yeah. You just let this loose and then what? And now, now, the whole now what are you... F- well, no, no, what you done? This is also... That was a whole other fucking thing, too, right? Because it's like... Because as soon as he unleashed Doomsday, and this is also my Superman... Oh, Doomsday, okay, there yeah. Because as soon as he unleashed Doomsday, Doomsday took a shot at Lex, and yeah. Superman jumped in the way. To say yeah. That's yeah. also my Superman. Yeah. But it was just like... It was also stupid the way they, like... But that's Lex, what I mean. Lex so goes... If he would, they wouldn't have made it, then what would have happened? I guess then everybody just dies, and that's the end. Yeah, I guess like, Doomsday <laughs> just kills everybody. Good job. Yeah, and it's like, good job, Lex. You're afraid of a god... So you create this monster to fight a god, but then, yeah, but then once the monster, if, let's say Doomsday won and he killed Batman, Superman, what now? You've got a new god to attempt to take down, and it's like, it's just, oh god, it's all bullshit. This entire movie is bullshit, because, like, Lex has no motivation. They don't really explain why Lex is able to create Doomsday. Like, Lex just basically goes into the alien ship... And puts Zod's body in a in a pool, and then like slits his hand, slits yeah. his hand, pours some of his blood on Zod's face, and somehow that creates Doomsday. And it's it's all bullshit. An abomination. Oh, sorry, Lando. 
Ah, mm. oh, that's my dog. Uh, yeah, God. well, and, and this was the thing you were muttering throughout basically two-thirds of this movie. Lex, what's your plan here? Yeah, what's your... Why, why yeah. are you... Like, why are you doing this? There hasn't been a... a, a like, at a, no point... I think I there hasn't been a plan. villain with this, like, little explanation of what their motivation is since, uh, I would say, Danny DeVito in as the Penguin in Batman Returns, where there was no... Like, you were like, why is the Penguin running for mayor? Like, what does he have to gain from this? Uh, I, would, like, I would say Ultron's pretty low on that list, but... Well, Ultron was, at the very least, you could say that Tony created a guy... Uh, Tony created an artificial intelligence that created itself into actual intelligence and was just like, okay, the only... It, it was the Skynet thing, right? Like, he, like Tony basically yeah, created Skynet, <laughs> right? And it was like... He's like, okay, the only way to save the human race is to extinct, destroy, is yeah, to it's, destroy it's, it's it, right? Final, it's Final Fantasy X. Yeah, exactly. Final <laughs> Fantasy X. The only way to save Spiro is to destroy it. Yeah, Final Fantasy X slash Robocop, Robocop, sorry, slash Terminator 2 yeah. slash original Ultron, right? Slash Brainiac, right? And just... I mean, it's 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 a trick. Brainiac's motivations have always been very clear. Yeah, but I, good I, lord, that's my boy. Brainiac, you know what? Let's 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 take one thing away from this. Brainiac was not raped in this film by Zack Snyder. Not yet. Like not yet. But like, <laughs> uh, I mean, do you have anything else you want to say about this film? I mean, like, what do we like? Have we? We never. Okay, so we didn't really get to talk about the actual Wonder Woman scene because I liked, yes, I liked the way she fought. I thought yes. that I was really, really. Yeah. Cool. She was the best part. Showed up with the shield. Use the use the bracers. The bracers. Really, yeah. Really By the way, Batman was kind of channeling that too. Fought right? with the sword. When they were in the right? warehouse scene. Yes. And people were like stabbing at him and shooting at him. He was blocking he, with his wrists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was using the gauntlets, yeah, right? Because yeah. he always has the swords on the gun. That was a good fight. That was fucking Batman. That was that's, the most Batman, Batman in the movie, yeah. wasn't it? And, and that's like, just it. Like, I, I can give this movie, like, a, like we'll get to the it point It has this moments, podcast. unfortunately. It's like 10% of a fucking 20 yes. hour movie. Liked, we'll we'll get to the point where... in this podcast where we rate it, and I have a number in mind out of 10. But and I do, and I do it's like It's not the... great. I got a D. It's I a D. I got a D. I do like the part where when she first comes out, where um, but like what were her motivations in this movie? Where Superman's like, is she with you? And then he's like, I thought she was with you. I thought that that was kind of funny because she kind of is Batman quipping a little bit, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. And she's her own woman, right? Like at no point that it was Wonder Woman. Like it definitely, I don't think can't hold her own. Exactly. If you're if you're uh, if you're in distress by any yes, if you're a woman in this, if you're because there's two women in in all of Metropolis and Gotham. Two women. There's one. There's Diane Prince and there's uh, Lois Lane. And unfortunately, we only get Lois Lane as Amy Adams, not Amy Adams' fault whatsoever. And there's a Senator Fan. You get her in. Yeah, that's true. You get you get Amy Adams in like thirty second bursts in this movie. And she took the Kryptonite spear and threw it in the water for no reason. No reason. And then went back in the water to try to retrieve the spear and then which nearly again, drowned and then Superman a, got it. And which like, is a Superman Returns thing because yeah. this is another movie where Lois Lane almost drowns. Oh, and then Superman <laughs> has to save her. It was just, oh, God. It was, and what were, but what were Diana's motivations? Like, we talk about Lex's motivations. What were Diana's motivations for being in this movie whatsoever? Well, she like, was trying to retrieve the photo that he had of her because I guess she probably doesn't want to be outed. I guess, but like who? But, like, also, but why? And, and that she clearly <laughs> like, has been fighting since like, like since yeah the for a hundred years. For a hundred years, she's been on Earth at the well, very. Well, and here's the thing: is is that's a decent point. Her motivation for being in this movie at all is to steal that photo back from the Luthors. 
But wouldn't have that been easier to do, let's say, 80 years ago? Because that photo was taken 100 years ago. I guess. But, well, um, I don't know. It's one of those things, right, where it maybe it was put in a textbook or some nonsense. But, like... That's fine. It, it, I'm willing to forgive her. Yeah, that's why. I, I can forgive, forgive that. But, I mean, it, it's fucking flimsy. Which it's is flimsy, things, Because, like, is she with you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm Bruce Wayne. I basically invited her to be here today. Yeah. I like, called her. Hey, here's the news. Yeah. Come fight Doomsday with me, please. Yeah. Like, I, that's... Like if, I if, thought she was with you. What? Like no, my, you basically talked to her. You're the like, only one who talked to her. Like, yes, she's with me. No, but, yeah. but okay, but like the way that I saw it was that okay. So when I keep going back to the Justice League, but when they first meet and she comes out and she's like helping them fight, the mm, Flash comes from is like mascara. the Flash yeah. is like, "Where have you been all my life?" And she's yeah. just like, "Themyscira," like totally like That's you know what I mean. Yeah, I, 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 I think of that that they all were kind of like, "Who is this?" girl yeah. like yeah. where'd she come from da, 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 and like which what? is fine and, and that's why i'm okay with this her not having glorious, a strong motivation yeah. because she can kind of be the wild card because she's a glorious warrior woman who knows what to do the right and she doesn't yeah. follow your rules because yes. now i'm i'm actually looking forward to seeing her in her own movie because she I, a movie that Zack snyder is nowhere near right. i am so worried for the I'm, aquaman movie i'm so excited for a one like movie. if like warner brothers warner brothers take the cue off of all of the backlash you're gonna get from this film and and we are now recording a podcast um we're we're an hour and 45 minutes a little less than an hour and 45 minutes we are which is roughly nine hours less than the actual runtime of batman superman (laughs) like if any of the execs from warner brothers please just get Zack snyder away from fucking everything to take him away from aquaman take him away from everything get some get paul dini get tim bruce tim who are i i think Bruce Tim is still on your fucking payroll. He's probably on like lot. He's probably on like lot two right now, working on the Killing Joke as we're recording this podcast. And like, like, what a great way to cleanse our bat palette because the next bat thing that comes out is the Killing Joke, and then I don't know if you saw the preview for it, the Lego Batman movie with Will Arnett. That will cleanse our bat palette more than this fucking Batman Superman movie will. And again, I I want to reiterate, like we said an an hour and a half ago, not Affleck's fault. If you want to keep Affleck as Batman, I'm fine with it. I I hope you do. Well, and here's the thing, because Affleck knows and respects that character. I don't necessarily need my my bat. Palette cleaned. No, yeah. I, I don't understand. I need a good Superman movie ever. Yeah, give me I think one. That, like, you've done, the Batman stuff has been like I feel like the three movies that Chris Nolan did are yes. good movies. So then, exactly. why, so why do we have to keep going back to try to like? redo and make it even fucking better. Batman. Because he's Batman. Yeah. But just to it's, make it it's better. It's the Spider-Man thing. He's yeah. in the top three. You have to make movies about him forever. But there's yeah. so many other characters in the DC universe that are interesting to make True. movies about. So that's there why are. it's just like you've you've succeeded with the Batman. Let's put the, that and, on and hold this is and move on even that, to... But like, this is the sort of thing that they can do with a Justice League yeah. thing. Because if the Justice League is a box office success, then in phase two... Scare quotes. Yeah, they can introduce like, John all Jones. right, we've done our interesting. Yeah. We could get a good Justice Green Lantern character, movie. So let's maybe do let's branch out a little bit. We can do our Guardians of the Galaxy, which we don't know if it's going to be successful right. at yeah. all. Like you couldn't have done that in Phase One of Marvel because who the hell knows? Mm-hmm. But you can do stuff like Martian Manhunter, and I don't you know reboot, Captain Marvel. Yeah, you could reboot in, Green Lantern right in, in Phase the Captain two. Marvel's just sitting there for him. Fucking, it's like, ready you just to go. Do, you just get Dwayne the Rock movie. Johnson in there. Get Rock the Dwayne Johnson in there. Can you imagine if you cast a Fantastic. ten year if you cast a ten year old like half this like, or, like get Asa Butterfield yeah who's now in this who uh, this uh, Lady Peregrine movie with yes. Johnny Depp oh, he's uh he was he was get on the shortlist to play uh, Spider Man 
just get a little Samoan boy or a little Hawaiian kid who's like in his yeah who's somewhere between the age of ten and fifteen and then he goes Shazam and turns into Dwayne and the Rock yes and then turns into the fucking Rock. And the Rock kicks ass as, but has all the joy and humor and, of the and Rock and Captain Marvel. <laughs> it's sitting there for him on a fucking platter. The Rock's doing a fucking Baywatch movie what? right now. What the Rock a... should be shooting Captain Marvel? Like, what? what is happening? What a joy that movie was. Yes, be. that is my fantasy. And <laughs> overall, is the main problem with Warner Brothers is they don't want to do joyful films because they're trying to separate themselves from Marvel. And Marvel is all about the heroes, all about their heroes being stupid, all about their hero. Well, and I mean stupid as in like 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 silly silly and and all about their heroes like hey we might die here but let's talk about you know how i'm gonna renovate my my kitchen and stuff like What's that right <laughs> yeah and just oh god and which which is fine i'm mean, i get, yeah, a, I get a, i get a little irritated in the marvel universe when they do that but i'll fucking take that over what they're doing right now and the problem with warner brothers and i've said it about 19 times in this in this podcast they don't have comic book people running the comic books and yeah. they, they have comic book people running the TV shows and that's why the TV shows all three of them all four of them sorry got renewed for next year tone is so important yes yeah. and I understand that Zack Snyder is shooting for something but that something sucks yes tone is so important and Greg Berlanti is hitting three different ones Berlanti on Christberg and Guggenheim his, should be running just... on all of his different shows mm-hmm. to the point where Legends of Tomorrow is filled with a bunch of something that should like never work B and should C never work character like heroes and should never work and shouldn't be interesting to anyone despite having basically a Doctor Who alumnus playing effectively a Doctor Who in this series yes um but that that show is full of joy. Yeah. Like, I should not like Captain Cold more than I like fucking Superman. Yeah. yeah no, Ever. No. <laughs> and that they need to like stop straying from like the actual, like the actual characters. Like they're everything mm-hmm. about them. Like I don't understand that their thought process. Which is there. why yes. I'm actually kind of like, worried about a possible John you... Jones movie because I like yes. the one in Superman oh so much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean. And I don't understand how. In the TV show, you have the characters that are so similar to the ones that you remember from, like, the comic books or, the like, the cartoons that you used to watch as a kid or whatever, and then you watch these movies, and it's like, okay, Superman's not like that, you no. know what I mean? And yeah. that's, it's just, it makes and it's it like annoying. I said, yeah, like, they're trying to update it else. for the modern times, but, like, I, I, update it for the modern times, yes, but like, don't forget the core reasons why people like these characters, yes. which is what Zack Snyder has and not And that's why I feel like Supergirl, I think, is going to end up being one of my favorites. Like, I, 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 Superman hasn't done anything for me lately. and It's not his fault. It's not his fault. Well, you gotta read the comics, because he's still good in the comics. And he's still good in the comics, I'm yeah. sure, but in, in the greater media that and they're doing that rebirth follow. thing now, right? They, like, they stopped the new 52, and they're calling it the rebirth now, so you're gonna get, like, basically issue one of the Superman. It's oh, and, good. And, and, like, well, they're gonna be fine. You gotta uh, reboot. A re- every, re-reboot. You got all oh, fuck. Well, this is gonna happen. We're, how, many, how many times are they gonna retell Superman's origin in our lifetime? About, about 9,000? That's a whole other right? Like, But that's a whole other thing. But you I'm and I just, might yeah. disagree on that. <laughs> well, no, you gotta keep Going. I don't know that Bruce insane. Wayne has to be the Batman forever. No, and like I, fuck, I've said, I've been on this podcast before saying if you want to do like a Black Bruce Wayne, fuck, do it. I don't give a shit. Although we already have Black Bruce Wayne, he's just in Marvel and he's called the Black Panther. Boy, sure. But um, 
Fair enough, but I'm saying that Fuck. we don't have to reboot each <laughs> well, of I've the series said, every like, ten years. Well, I, I've always said that if I was in the 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 conversation, you know how you get in a fiddle contest with the devil, but the devil picks one character to fight for him. Yep. If the devil picked Batman, which would be my pick, but if the devil was like, "Fuck you, Matt," I'm I pick first, and I pick Batman. Yeah. And I have to go through a list of every character and everything I could pick and and the guy that I think has the best chance of actually beating the Batman across Marvel and DC it's Black Panther like I would be like (laughs) I'm gonna gonna, give me Black Panther and I'm just gonna cross my fingers (laughs) that Black Panther can take down I know you thought I was gonna just pick Superman no I'm I'm taking I'm taking Batman (laughs) I'm taking Black Panther and I'm crossing my fingers that that he can but I don't like my chances because I don't have the Batman you can't just have a character explain how they're feeling exactly that makes me so angry (laughs) it's just Oh god! So, what do you guys give uh, this movie? If you're gonna give it, are we rating it? We're we're, we're, we're doing the rating right now. Right. Kevin Miller, as you know, it. I always let you do New it. New host of the show, Carly. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Carly, Carly Gerard, <laughs> Carly Pierce. Sorry, I fucked up again. I always fucked that up. So, yeah, used to call my last yeah, name. Yeah, yeah it's, it's new. Miller back <laughs> me up on that. I wasn't sure she's got my back. He's got my back. No, she did. Carly, Carly Pierce, my wife, my wife. Give me your official grade. Very nice. For Batman versus Superman, Rush to the Justice League. Oh my gosh, that's so hard. I thought I was gonna listen to you guys first and then make my grade. You know, um. just copy us. All right, let's see. That's what we picked you first. Um, you know what? Like, I don't. If it was what was it on Rotten Tomatoes? Like, make it up. Make make up your own. Make up your like. Do whatever. Whatever. Speak from the heart. Whatever your whatever. I your, definitely wouldn't give it a passing grade. No, like, I no. I can say that there were. Um, a couple good things about it, but like for the like, I'd never watch yeah. it again. Ten percent so, good. Ten percent good, I would say. So I feel like, yeah, like I, I, I would give it like maybe a three out of ten. I know that probably sounds ridiculous, but nope. I, I just that doesn't sound ridiculous to me whatsoever. There's a couple good things about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the Wonder Woman thing. So at least that's positive. Fingers that came crossed. Out of it, well, but... the Suicide Squad, the, the Suicide oh my gosh, of DC, like Warner Brothers is now like. Like the the execs at Warner Brothers need to be on their knees for David Ayer right now, like circus seals, going like, please, dude, make it like make her like maybe we can build off the Suicide Squad. Come on, <laughs> like, of all things. Oh, yeah, like, I can't can you imagine that. that if Batman Superman tanks and then Superman and then Suicide Squad is so good? That's that, exactly what that I they expect have to, to happen. Because like. What if Batfleck shows up in Suicide Squad? He's going to. He's on yeah, the list. like he's supposed to be on. He's the at list, least got right? a cameo. Yeah, which. Yeah, and you so see Affleck in interviews, right? And he's so... He's zoned out. Not just zoned out, but he knows it's going to be bad because he, he knows. knows that fucking character, right? And he just... It, it, if you can take one thing away from this podcast, it, the internet, I, I I encourage you, get off Affleck's dick because he was good in this movie. And if you don't think that, screw you. Now, I, I have been on this podcast. I got to say, I have been on this podcast and I said that I thought Affleck was going to be the defining movie Batman. Batman yep. You're not ready to pull that trigger. I no, I'd like he was good. He was good, but unfortunately it's still Christian Bale because Bale was good in good in good movies. He was good in three good movies and Affleck unfortunately while being was fantastic good in a bad movie. was good in a bad movie. Yeah. Was the was the him and Gal Gadot I think were the bright spots. And I would a, pick Affleck over Christian Bale any day because you think I, you would? I, I, think don't, so too. I don't like Christian oh, Bale as a Batman so at all. Oh good for you. Oh too. good. <laughs> and how was it? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just uh, man why are people on Bale's dick? I don't understand. I like Bale. I just because of the Bale. Bale. Where's the trigger? Where is it? <laughs> You'll never give it to another. You'll never give it to another nation. 
Oh god. Yeah, that's the thing that I hate the most about the Christian Bale thing. I, I think like that's the, really the, the thing is, like, I like that they poke fun at it. Yeah, the voice got like the thing is, and Alfred's like testing the microphone. Yeah, yeah, so good. But like, oh jeez, Kevin Miller, what is your rating of Batman v Superman? I'm going very the Rush to the pile of garbage. I'm going to give it a uh, two point five out of ten. Hmm. Uh, there were a few bright spots where I could say, that's my Superman, that's my Wonder Woman, that's my Batman, but those probably comprised about 15 minutes of screen time in this two hour, 45 minute movie. Mm-hmm. I got, I got a D plus, D plus on this movie. I think, I think it was my, that's my, a passing grade. Man, D plus. Well, it was in focus. <laughs> it, it was a movie. It wasn't, it wasn't focus. I mean, I just... Fuck. I mean, how much do you move? How much money do you think is going to make over opening weekend? Too much. If they, you think, I, they're going to crack a hundred million, right? But like, yeah, I, I, it's I, not going to have the legs. It's not going to have the legs. What do you think it tops out at? Just over on limit. Over over under two two hundred and fifty million. Under under in North America this weekend, absolutely. No, 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 just total. Oh. I'm talking total over under two hundred and fifty million. That's hard. Over, I'd say over. I think, but barely, right? Like, like yeah, it's, like it's not two hundred fifty. I think it, like, it's not going to do dead. As a man numbers. who prides, as a as a sports guy who prides himself on setting correct over unders, I think I think I, two, I don't pay attention. I think over under two hundred and fifty is is. I don't think it's going to be Deadpool numbers. By oh God, shot. no! Because Deadpool's uh, knocking on the door of a billion worldwide. Batman, Superman. Now, here's the thing: they'll get their Chinese money. Because the Chinese, the, like that's out. where the money is, and they they eat that stuff up with the. And I don't blame them because fuck, who cares? Just action movies, right? Well, uh, sure. Sky, and, what was it called? Sky Fortress or whatever. Like Fast Seven, Sky Fortress, Sky, Sky Mission, Sky Mission or whatever. <laughs> fuck yes, you give me like a poster and call it Sky Mission in China. I'm gonna yeah. go see that fucking movie. Vin Diesel and the Rock in this movie. Yeah, yeah fuck yeah, you're gonna do it. But like Paul Walker's Ghost, they're gonna get that Chinese money still. So I'll bet worldwide they probably crack about three hundred million, but. I think this movie will but do well. It's going to be universally in the box office. Yeah, in the box office, I think it will do well. Like, not. I think they'll get their money back. I'm not, I'm not sure off the top of my dome piece what the budget was, but I, I I feel like I have to explain. I I'm a huge Superman fan. We've discussed this. Yeah, I've mentioned big, it a couple times. I'm a big Batman <laughs> fan myself, but yeah. it, it's Superman's my boy. He's always yeah. been my boy. You're my boy, Blue. You're my boy. <laughs> but I actually was so on the fence about seeing this movie for like the last year and a half. Yeah. Oh yeah. I at this point feel bad for having voted with my dollars. Yeah. I wish you we have could to, have pirated we, this. Yeah, we had to go see it though. We we, we this is we're Batman and Superman guys. We, we had, had to, to on the off chance it the was good for but, the podcast. For the podcast, but on the off chance it was we good. Unfortunately, if, yeah. voted with our dollars. We yeah. bought three tickets for this movie. Yeah, if I could, if I could ask, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm I wish we could have pirated it because I've said the reason I created this podcast is I'm going to get my thirty two dollars back from M Night Shyamalan for Airbender. For Airbender, I'm on the fence about whether or not I want to get my thirty two dollars back for Batman Superman. I mean, maybe, but. I mean, Last Airbender was such an egregious raping and, and of those characters. We kind of discussed this yeah. too. In the grand scheme of things, I don't think this was as bad as the Last Airbender. No. I don't think this was as bad as, as the Room, as 
Josh Trank's Fantastic Four. It wasn't as bad as the Daredevil but, but it, fan. But it's Daredevil. a lot closer to my heart. Yeah, it yes. hurts a little bit more. Superman's always been my boy. I feel personally offended yeah. by this movie. I feel but, like Zack Snyder wanted to hurt me specifically. Yeah. I think Ugh. this is the third worst movie I've ever seen in theaters. The this worst, is the third worst yeah, movie Yeah, the worst movie I've ever seen in theaters was Last Airbender. Airbender's the worst, and then the followed Josh. by the first uh, G.I. Joe movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The Josh Trank Fantastic Four, is, I think, is number two for me, and then this. Yeah, and I guess this would be the fourth for me, then. Probably the third worst movie I've seen in theaters. It's pretty fucking terrible. I mean, it's just... <sighs> I mean, do we forget anything? I mean, we really took a dump on this movie. Did... I mean, probably not. I, I'm, I'll bet we forgot to harp on something specifically. There were a few little Easter eggs that I thought were fun or interesting. Uh, here's something I want to point out to you to get your genuine reaction on it. Did you notice that the LexCorp logo was kind of themed after the Miami U logo? Yeah, a little bit. It, with the L <laughs> had, and the C. the white yeah. slash and the white, the green Yeah, orange. I kind of liked it. I kind of, I dug that a little oh, bit. Oh. Yeah, I was like, if only the other side was orange, I would have been like, oh! <laughs> I wonder who's he's doing for. And Lex, did like, an L, and Lex like, did like an L or something instead yeah. of like holding up his hand. Yeah, exactly. He just made like an L. I would have been like, Lex Corp. Did or did like an LC or something. It was like L Corp, right? I would have been like, whoa! <laughs> That's a fun little pick. Oh. Oh, man. Uh, uh, I think it's interesting that uh, somehow Gal Gadot was able to get her Wonder Woman army past airport security. Uh, because she was definitely on a plane and had it in her carry-on. Yeah. Well, no. Like, I, I, I didn't take it like that. I took it as, like, she... Like I don't, I don't think that she traveled in a carry-on with her Wonder Woman garb. I feel like she's... Checked. Checked. No, not checked. But I... I she has a set. No, I, I feel like like she's a fucking warrior woman, right? She's just got it somewhere. Like that's enough. Like of all the complaints in this fucking movie, to no, go I'm after, not yeah, complaining about that. To go after that, I think I is, thought that was funny. I'm, yeah. I'm pointing out things that are funny. Now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean, like, I don't think she was like, "Hey, I'm checking my Wonder Woman sword and stuff in the overhead compartment," right? Like, yeah. I, I just felt like she was just like, "Well, like, I better go get my armor." Plus, she's magic too, a little bit, right? So, she's a little magic, little magic, but. Plus, it was cool that she had like. Her lasso with her. Yeah, her, like, she, she, used she, she used the lasso on. She used the lasso. She had good she, theme music. Too. Yes. Yeah. Although the which f- might have been the best part of the score in this. Yeah, the score in this movie was fucking awful. We'll say that. And I like Hans Zimmer. He was like people bagged on him for his over the top like operatic score in the Dark Knight movies and stuff. But like overall, I I thought it was I the thought it was good, the but. one of the best parts of Wonder Woman in this movie, in my opinion, mm-hmm. was there's a part where it looks like Doomsday is about to win the fight. And he beats the hell out of Wonder Woman. She's down on the ground, but she's definitely still smiling. Yeah, and she smiles like like she just loves. She's reveling. She just loves battle. Yeah, just exactly. loves battle. God, I love Wonder Woman. Like, what an icon. She's the she's Fuck. she's kind of pulling the He Man version of Wonder Woman. Yeah, but it was just I'm like oh god. She's uh, just, what a what a. Do we want to talk a little bit about the spoiler the uh, the pick that we got from the uh, the promo pick for Wonder Woman? Oh, with the four with Amazons, the four Amazons. And none, none. They're all four generic white broads. White Couldn't woman. throw one, one black woman or one Asian woman. Nothing. All the Amazons are just white. But like the, the photo looked cool. I just would have thrown like one, one of the Amazons would have been a black woman if it was me. Just yep. come on, guys. Like four generic white women in the in the still shot. Like yep. just something. Like, also, oh, Gal- throw Gal- a colored girl. Gal Gadot is not on. the skinniest woman in that movie either. Yeah, well, she's put on some like like she looked fit. She's definitely come. Yeah, she's definitely come, come away from the Fast Five, Fast Five when she right? did that 
sexy bikini, quote unquote, sexy bikini walk. And yeah, she needed to eat a sandwich and her ribs were protruding. She definitely she looks like, like she she's... had some guts. Like she wants yeah. to have the Daisy uh, Ridley um, school of fitness. Yeah, just something. Just She looked like Wonder Woman in this movie. Like I remember when they cast Gal Gadot, I was, and I was like, that's skinny broad from fan, from fast five well, well, I, like, well she's the got thing. the accent as, as i can yeah. speak for all of us on this couch yeah uh when we've been waiting for a one woman movie for a long time yes uh and we've all got our fan cast in mind yeah i've mentioned before that you know i was kind of a fan of jennifer Connolly for a long time that i think she got a little like bit 10 years ago yeah it would work 10 years ago I, I actually would be a fan of gina torres too not a bad idea you know? um Mine was, I think there's a woman out there that we just don't know. Who, and and who, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with an unknown as well. Yeah. Um, and we can... But know, Gal Gadot, after, she, after she this... She it off very well. Oh, after this, I'm excited to see her as... And, and I was one of the detractors only because, like, I wanted my Wonder Woman to be, like... Yeah, as ripped as Bruce Wayne. Not ripped, but, like, I just wanted to see her. Like, she, like... Wonder Woman was supposed to be, like, a fucking... Like, she yeah. walks into a room and commands the yeah, room. Exactly. And she's, she's like, like, look how sexy and powerful I am. Six feet tall. And I just, and I just couldn't... Yeah, and I just couldn't get the... I couldn't get the image of her doing the sexy walk in yeah. the past five when she, she had her ribs, like, coming out. And I was just like, oh, God, someone get this girl's sandwich, right? Like, I just... I couldn't get that out. But, like, it damned if she didn't look good in this movie as Wonder Woman. So, Gal Gadot... Keep slaying it, and I hope you get a good director and a good writer. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? We, we had our doubts about her going into this. This is the one thing that I can say I was pleasantly surprised about. So I think that'll put a capper on her. Anybody got anything left to say? I mean, I just, I'm, I'm other than just. Uh, I will, I'll go ahead and say this. Massive. Vindicated. Fuck you, Zack Snyder. Yeah. Go straight to hell. Yeah, massively disappointed. I just, I hope that guy gets, like, I hope he gets a canker sore. That's all I say. <laughs> that makes sense. Jesus. Um, so, yeah, that's that's it for our, like, post-mortem on, on Batman v Superman. Yeah, what am I going to complain about now? Yeah, believe the this hype. Why Tara... the next time I'm on, we need to watch something a little more positive, like Harry Potter. Or like something. Fuck yeah! I I say we should well, do a commentary on some Justice League. Yeah, we're, Justice we're, League for sure. Well, we're we're taking a break for a little bit from the comic Actually, book you know stuff. What we should do is before uh, end of Legends of Tomorrow, we should do a commentary on the two putter and uh, at the end of season one Justice League. Yeah, and, and I'll bet we'll talk about the. We might come back on and do a mini because Grant Gustin, like, get ready because DC is going to get right back up on the horse with some. Oh, shit. absolutely! We're oh, coming so up on the season for that Monday. Yeah, Grant Gustin's showing up on Supergirl, so we got Holy that. Shit, so you thought right. DC was dead? They're they're gonna try to get right back up on the horse. The Supergirl, my one last spot in the yeah. super person but, world uh, that I can point to. Uh, we're gonna be done with comic books for a little bit because I know next week Craig Needles and I are gonna be Craig's gonna be back on and we're gonna do our March Madness. No, uh, fuck. The less said about our March Madness bracket, the best. Because like I've never been in a March Madness bracket where like Craig and I created a bracket. We got every fucking upset we wanted. Like, every upset, we were like, let's go for these guys. Let's go for these guys. We got, but then a bunch of our favorites got fucking knocked out of the tournament on day one. And we were like, what? <laughs> and, this this is why, and this is why it's the best thing in the world. Because non... Because Mark Madness you don't a bunch have to have watched, You don't have to have watched a game. You don't have to... Have, you don't need to know a name in the entire tournament. And you can make a bracket and win your office. I, I'm middling in our tournament right now glorious. with my coin flip bracket. And it's then it's a perfectly viable strategy. But Craig's going to be back on next next week. And we're going to do... Uh, 
our baseball over under. Maybe we got oh, our, right, we got right. our major league baseball over because major coming league baseball is coming training. up. And yeah, spring training's over, man. They're they're starting in the week Pretty or season. two. Yeah, fuck. Wow. They're like we're we're ready for like fuck. We're ready for baseball. It's gonna be us and and like and last year I went five and zero oh on my over unders. I'm gonna try to repeat that again. Try to help people make a little money gambling on baseball. And uh, that, yeah, that's it. Uh, crossover podcast available on the crossoverpodcast.com. We're on, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud, please. Uh, Facebook.com slash the crossover podcast. Our Twitter account is my personal one still, unfortunately. I haven't changed it at all, but it's the, uh, at MPR6, P-M-P-E-A-R-C-E, and the number six, Kevin Miller. I can be found at Kevin G. Miller on uh, Twitter. Uh, you can also email me uh, through the uh, crossover site at contact at thecrossoverpodcast.com. And you can't find me anywhere. <laughs> Carly Gerard, my You'll wife. You'll never find me. <laughs> Carly Gerard, my wife. My wife. Thanks for coming out. First female guest in the history of the podcast. Brat, brat. How, how was it for you? It was fun. Lots I think we had a good time. Man. Lots yeah. of fun. All right. Well, we hope to get you back and we hope to get a few more females on the podcast going forward. I know. Uh, we have plans for at least one more coming up in a couple of weeks when we I do our so, yeah. Game of Thrones podcast. Yeah, but we'll get a little tease. We're going to be talking Game of Thrones after we talk a little baseball on the crossover podcast over the next couple of weeks. Um, thanks for listening. If you haven't seen uh, Batman vs. Superman, listen to this podcast as opposed because it's it's two hours long, but it's also about four hours shorter than the actual movie. And, and you get shout the shout-out, uh, Epic Guys yeah. Films Podcast. I decry your 10 out of 10. Yeah, that's so bad. If we can do a quick, like, yeah. I just, I mean, like, if you've oh, yeah, far. I should say, yeah, big ups to the guys on the Epic, at the uh, Epic Film Guys Podcast who but uh, I played, call you out, yeah, sir. who played our promo on their Man of Steel Redux right before this came out. But, uh, yeah, we got a couple issues with your 10 out of 10 claim by those, I mean, perfectly fine gentlemen at, at over at the, at the Epic Film Guys podcast. They're put on a great show. I don't know that I agree with them. Yeah, that I'm going to go ahead and disagree with the 10 out of 10 for Man of Steel. But we've been oh, going. Reginald. Yeah, we've been going so long. I'm not even going to get into That's that. But, but I, 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 thank you to those. Uh, despite the fact we disagree. Thank one you of to, our longer shows. Thank you to those guys for, for playing our one minute promo on their latest episode. So check them out at, at, at Epic Film Guys on Twitter. And, I can't and wait to see what they thought the of this pile of shit. But um, yeah, I, I awful. That's it for me. <laughs> Matt Matt Pierce. <laughs> crossover podcast kevin miller carly pierce we out fuck you zach snyder peace black panther in a couple weeks boy